Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Hey, good morning, all you sports fans, and thanks so much for tuning in to a special episode of the Sports Offensive. We're back to lighten up your Saturday morning. This is your host, Mark Ademus. Uh, We are still waiting for JB. Unfortunately, it's a heavy traffic morning out here in the Mile High City, but he should be along shortly, and uh, we will jump into everything sports-related. Wanted to, of course, uh, get the elephant in the room out of the way and... uh, uh, you know, uh, as we remember, September 11th, and I was thinking as I was kind of uh, perusing or, or, or thinking about an intro for the show, uh, we need a term, you know, because you don't want to say something like happy 9-11 or anything like that, but we need some kind of a proper word, uh, I think, as a greeting or, a, a, you know, just for, the, just for this day each year. Um, I mean, I know we can always say, you know, we'll never forget and all those kinds of things, but I, I just think that it would be good that we can put a greeting that could be like, you know, we recognize this day and the importance of it and and you know what's happened since and and all that jazz um but uh i haven't been able to come up with one so if anyone happens to come up with one feel free to call in and let us know uh, it would always be nice to add to our vernacular uh there is a call in line for the show it's 516-453-9105 again 516-453-9105 and uh we have a lot to cover on today's show, and we've only got two hours, so I'm sure we won't get through all of it. Uh, later today, our hometown CU Buffaloes are taking on number five, Texas A&M, which is, of course, the school at which uh, our superstar defensive player and Super Bowl MVP Von Miller played for. So he's going to be rooting for that team, of course. I, I know he likes his local team, but, of course, that's his alma mater. And uh, I, CU is my alma mater, and I am... Uh, very excited at the prospect of them beating a top five team. Not saying I think it'll happen. Uh, I don't really know the college landscape well enough uh, to make that kind of prediction, but CU looked awfully good in their first game, as you would hope. Uh, But they did not cover the massive spread that they were given. So uh, we'll also get into gambling a little bit later today, not only with some college bets for you, but I'll be laying down my uh, my three favorite uh, NFL bets and then two other bets that I'm doing. Uh, you know, if you haven't gotten your money into your DraftKings, your FanDuel, your Barstool Sportsbook, whatever you're using to do your gambling, get on it. You don't want to wait to the last minute. Uh, and you want to make sure that you look for any kind of bonuses or freebies that you may get along with it. I got the freebie of a free first bet uh, on the Chiefs game, or uh, not the Chiefs game, excuse me, the, uh, the Buccaneers game on Thursday, as long as they did not lose by in excess of 78 points it was a guaranteed win. Of course, you could only bet up to 50 bucks, but always nice to start the season with a win. Uh, JP actually turned me on to Ole Miss on Sunday last week, so that was my first bet of the year. Hit that one as well. So uh, a nice start to the gambling season. Had a great gambling season last year, hoping to replicate that success this year. And uh, I don't know if I was, uh, if we were doing any shows around the time when I did it, but I kind of got into a uh, $5 or maybe $10 parlay of the four biggest spreads I could find in college basketball and the number of times it hit over a course of four weeks 
was amazing. And yes, I lost plenty. But when you're betting five or ten dollars, you're losing five or ten dollars. When you win one of those bets, you're winning between like three hundred and eight hundred dollars. So uh, it, it it came out very well for me. So again, thank you so much for tuning into the show. We are waiting for GP to arrive. He's stuck in a little bit of traffic out here in the Mile High City. We are we are awakening to a nice morning. It's only about seventy two degrees at this point. We're looking at another hot day. Getting a little tired of these hot days rolling into September. Uh, also, we have a special thanks out to my California family and friends for sending us all that smoke and getting our AQI uh, up nice and high. Didn't even know what that uh, acronym stood for a couple of years ago, but now with the raging wildfires pretty much for like nine months out of the year, uh, we're definitely getting accustomed to the air quality index. So things that we're most likely going to cover today outside of those uh, a few gambling picks, we're going to check out uh, the MLB stretch run here as we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, we're going to look at college football, which is now in full swing in its second week. Technically, maybe it's the third week. I guess that there's some games or some teams that maybe played an early game. I can't remember. Uh, but this is the second uh, full week of, of college football I'm aware of. And, uh, of course, we're coming up on Christmas for most of us uh, fantasy and gambling players, sports fans, as the NFL is going to be kicking off tomorrow. Uh, they did have their introductory game on Thursday, which has become a habit now, uh, or maybe it's a tradition now, uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cowboys, and they did not disappoint. A very exciting game. Uh, it was close all the way to the end. Uh, at one point, Tampa Bay pulled ahead by about 12 or 13 runs, but there are points, not runs, but uh, great game. Absolutely fantastic. Came down to the wire. Last-minute uh, field goal kick to win it, uh, Tom Brady showing that he is still in prime condition, had a fantastic game. Gronk looked like he's de-aged <laughs> a significant amount, and Dak Prescott came back from his injury, looked very strong, very strong. In fact, he looked uh, like he could be an MVP-type candidate, made it look like last year's eruption in the first five weeks was no mirage. And we'll see if that's true going forward. I'm sure that'll make JP happy to see Dak Prescott doing well, as he's a massive fan of the Cowboy. But either way, congrats to the NFL on kicking, kicking off another season with a fantastic first match. Got some great matchups this weekend. I'm sure you're all excited to see your boys back out on the gridiron. Uh, baseball will always be my first love, my true love in, in sports. Uh, my father was a huge baseball fan, grew up listening to games on the radio. Uh, you know, obviously when I was younger, uh, team, I mean, baseball was on TV, but it wasn't the way it is now where you can see every game all the time, no problem. You pretty much only got to see your home team. And if you wanted to see all of their games, I mean, I remember all the way back when my grandfather had Giants Vision, which was what became Fox Sports uh, or FSN or I think it's like Fox Sports Bay Area now probably is what the technical name is, but. Before then, it was just called Giants Vision, and it was like an additional 50 games a year that he could watch outside of the ones that were on the local stations. Um, of course, you can get MLB TV now. You can watch every game you want to, although they do black out your local games. And so if you don't get your local uh, TV channels, you miss a lot of games. And it really bums me out that I don't get to watch my Rockies because I don't have cable, and uh, they will black out all the games on MLB. Seems silly to me. If you pay for the service, you should get them all. But I'm... I'm sure there's lots of legal reasons that I'm, I'm not going to bother to get into or wouldn't understand anyway. We do have a couple of sports offensive trivia questions for this week. The number one question is, 
which NFL, NFL team has won the most opening week games in history? Right? So obviously teams that have been around longer than some other teams or some expansion teams probably have a better shot at this. But uh, there is only one game per year that counts in this category. So which NFL team has won the most opening week games in history? I will give you a hint. It is not the Broncos, because if it was, I'd be excited about that question. Uh, but uh, there's a question for you to think about. We will hit that at the halfway point of the show. We have a second question. I hope I say this correctly, because this is JP's question. It is Rattler from OU, which I'm assuming is Oklahoma University, the Sooners. Rattler from OU is the odds-on favorite for the Heisman. Who was the last player to go wire to wire to win the Heisman? And this is not an easy one for me at all, because I'm not sure I even know most of the preseason Heisman favorites from any years. Uh, a lot of times the players seem to come out of nowhere and uh, they, they burst onto the scene. You know, uh, the last couple of years, in fact, the top picks in the draft were kind of thought of as like lower level prospects when they first started. And then they, ended up busting out, having a huge season, uh, you know, like with, uh, what's his name from LSU uh, that went to the Bengals? I, I don't know why his name is eluding uh, me. Uh, and then, we've, of course, we've got the pick, number one pick that went to the, uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, he is, you know, could he bust out and have a great first year or first season? We'll find out. It's a, it has seemed more and more like college players can now just transition to the game and not have much trouble. And I want to welcome on JP. He's just uh, arrived. He's wearing pants on this warm day, but I think you are going to the game, so you probably need to look a little more uh, presentable for the press box. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> this is the first time I've made the drive up here since about March or February 2020. I, right. I mean, we've been COVID <laughs> restrictions ever since. Even when we did a show, it was all uh, all phone-in or whatever. It was, so. it was all phone-in. I almost got all my timing right, except for a little bit of traffic on the way up where I got stopped at the interchange like normal. You know, I, I run into that often now because obviously I don't go a lot of places because of the fact that I no longer drive to work, right? Yeah. So I only go out if I actually go, if I go to the store or something like that. And doctor visits are the ones that have really kind of thrown me because like you're talking about, I'm not ready for traffic. Because for so long, there was no traffic. And, and you know, the funny part is, is uh, people talk about their mental health, and I don't want to jump into all this other stuff besides sports here. Um, mental health, and they got locked up in there. They got locked into or they got locked down into their homes. And I was out in public with no traffic. And now it's the exact <laughs> opposite, where I got a little bit of road rage going on all the time. Because I drive very close to my own apartment complex where I live. Everything's right there. Everything I do for work is right there. So right. I don't really have to venture very far. See, you are lucky. You have a perfect setup, honestly, because even though I, I, would, I don't really like the South Denver area that right. much, because to me, it's, um, I don't know if it sounds weird. It's, it's, it seems like a concrete jungle to me. And I like having a little more nature around, you know, mm -hmm. not, that, not that nature's far anywhere in Colorado. No, 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 no. And, and like I said, they did a great job of building the tech center because I'm like on the northern fringe of the tech center right there. And once you go down the Bellevue and Orchard and Arapaho, 
boy, it's just beautiful down there. If you go back actually off of I-25 to the east or to the west, I mean, there's some, I mean, the golf courses, even some of the mansions down there are just gorgeous that are hidden behind, well, the, you know. The prices are better there. for, you know, for a lot of housing down there. I mean, there's also some super ritzy, expensive areas. Oh, got you. But you can, you can find some better prices there than, than you can find some other areas of the Denver where it's just overpopulated and there's just well, no, no either, uh, either or Elway's daughter has an, has a, a really nice uh, ritzy mansion back off of one of the back off the of university. I won't say where it is. <laughs> um, so I do happen to know that Elway has a mansion. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Shocked and <laughs> shocked and chagrined. Right. You only go to the DIA and see his restaurant packed to the gills. Um, so you know, one thing uh, maybe you can maybe you can chime in on this. Uh, when I started the show, I was telling everybody, you know, obviously wanted to commemorate the. Uh, anniversary of 9-11, which yeah. is at 20 years now. 20 years. And I was thinking, we need a proper greeting. Um, are you looking for a power plug? Yeah. I'm There's just, one behind the fan right I just there. realized that my um, my uh, my car charger started not, for some reason, last night started not to work. And I, I did some electrical tape on it, and it did not want to help. Yep, you've got that. that you, you can't have that. You can't be lacking that, that charger in the car. It's like it's become uh, it's so funny when you think just 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you you barely ever thought about charging cords, right? And oh, it's like, I know. Now today, it's like if you don't have an outlet with a charging USB port in it, it's annoying. Or if you have an older one and it's like, oh, it's not high-speed charging, it's like, oh, my phone, exactly. phone's going to take two years to charge. So, How do we ever live? I know, right? <laughs> it reminds me of when I had a job when I drove all over the place doing photocopy work for a legal company. And this was right before, it was like before I was even full-time in college. And I can't even tell you how crazy it is to think I had to use maps. And if you got stuck somewhere, you had to, like, try and figure out where you were on the map. If you were on a highway, you're like, am I here? <laughs> am I down here? Oh, like, exactly. I've been driving through truck, you know, past Truckee and up in these Sierra Mountains, and, and, and you're like, dude, I mean, the, the snow is piled, you know, 12, 13 feet high. I can't see anything, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so what I was saying was we need, like, a um, almost a – introduction for 9-11 because you don't want to say happy 9-11 right, right? Right, it wasn't right. a happy thing but i feel like we need something to say like we made it through we recovered and we remember you now, know um having a lot of growing, growing up on the east coast and growing up about an hour and a half from philly and about an hour and 45 from new york city and having a lot of family that still live in that area i know 20 years ago when it happened i still remember exactly where i was um and um, but I I know the heightened alert of of uh, awareness everyone had back then. So it's I think today, from what I watched this morning, it's more of um, a sense of coming together. We've had with COVID, with um, you know, uh, just uh, the, um, not racism, but with, with with BLM and the whole nine yards of you know people and the cops and this and that. Uh, I think it was a sense of togetherness this morning as they did it. It happened to a 20-year anniversary where some people maybe – not going to say they have any closure, but I think yeah. they might have a little bit more of a sense of relief after 20 years of – you know, because those, those babies now, because ABC did special on this, those babies are now 20 years old, and they're able to walk, talk do everything they're going into school they can walk and talk yeah, for 20 years yeah so you know they're going into school and so on and so forth and um 
you know, it's just they're doing interviews and this and that. And and uh, there was a great story. I don't remember the woman's name, but uh, the woman on the floor above her on floor 78 and she was on 77. They didn't make it out. And that that mother's son finally called her because that son was in the office at some point, not during 9-11. But she brought him to the office every now and then. And the son finally asked the lady that this was the last person I ever saw her. And she's like, you know, describe my mom. And she's like, you know, she had the best smile you ever saw. And I think there's some some peace maybe after 20 years that, you know, we're we're still trying to work together. I know we've had some rough times before COVID with the whole summer of, you know, uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, being killed, so on and so forth. And we had a lot of clashes amongst the people. But today's more of a, a sign of togetherness for me when you're just looking at all of it and you're looking at some of the ceremonies at Ground Zero. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything today. Um, I mean, I, I've pretty much been up cleaning, cleaning the house and yeah. setting up the show. Uh, but, I mean, I'll, I'm sure there will be plenty of retrospectives and things oh, going yeah. on later today. Um, and, you know, it, it is kind of wild when you think about how many people uh, there are going to be now who can only be told about it. I mean, they can watch it on TV, but, you know, like I, I, you, can't, you can't ever – there's no way you can replicate for somebody what it felt like that day, right? I mean, that was a crazy day. It was, it was the first time you ever felt, like, unsafe. It was the first time you're like, oh, wow, like, like we can get hit here? Like, that's the one benefit we've always had is being, being right. two oceans away from all of the normal chaos, right? I mean, exactly. the stuff that happens in South America doesn't really ever come up here. Mexico has, like, their own issues, but, you know, that doesn't really spill over that much into the country. Canada, you know, just the loft over the party, and, uh, you know, they're always just a nice little place to go visit. <laughs> so, you know, we just we're, – we're spoiled, and uh, – and it's wonderful. But anyway, we do want to acknowledge 9-11 and uh, just see if there's anything that we need to do. Uh, I don't know. Your door was cracked open. Oh, yeah, leave it open. Oh, I'll, I'll go open it. Um, so uh, if you want to maybe re- – so I was just uh, giving our two uh, opening questions. Sure. And so the one was the uh, – mine is which NFL team has won the most opening uh, week games in history? So on the first game of the, of the year – who has won the most of those most total cum- yep. cumulative. Yep. And then if you want to reread your question. Sure. You know, we have a college football started. This is technically week three, but it's week two because week zero or week one is week zero these days. So uh, Spencer Rattler, the quarterback from OU is the Heisman favorite this year. Um, so he's the odds on favorite. The question is who is the last player to go wire to wire and win the Heisman. So that is the second trivia question. So there's two quality trivia questions there, um, just right off the bat, so on and so forth. Uh, I think, Mark, I, I think I have a pretty good idea of yours. And um, for mine, you might have a pretty good idea of this one. It's, it's, not, a, it's not too hard of a question, um, but it kind of stands out in the scheme of things when you start thinking about teams these days, because uh, my clue will, will be to you that um, – the quarterback that went wire to wire still technically is in the NFL. So that's the, that's the funny part about it. So that's two great trivia questions right there for us. So you're the answer to this question is still in the NFL. He's still technically in the NFL. Okay, as far so as I know, barring anything was, that happened about, in the last two weeks. I was about to make a guess before you showed up. And now I'm almost doubly confident in my guess. So uh, should I make it now or am I going to hold off until can, we hit halftime? You can make this one now. So my guess, and don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, okay. is Cam Newton. Because I'm trying to think of guess. people that are, are in it from the start. Who would be preseason, right? Preseason right. number one 
potentials, yeah. you know, yep, yep. because like I was talking about, it's like Trey Lawrence and um, Trevor. Trevor Lawrence and uh, what the heck's the guy's name went to Cincinnati um, from LSU? Um, oh, Joey Burrow. Joey Burrow. Uh, you know, I think I don't think either one of those guys were they. They weren't the favorites when they when the season started, were they? Joey Burrow was. He was like a seventh round predicted draft pick, wasn't he? Sixth round predicted draft pick is what he was when he started the season and wound up being an overall number one. Ended up having maybe the greatest season ever. Uh, yeah, he had the, one of the greatest seasons ever, and then unfortunately, obviously, Cincinnati didn't give him a line. And just if you watched any Cincinnati games, because I tried to, because sure. I thought Joey Burrow was he was fun to watch. He was, and he just got murdered behind that line. And you, you know, feel bad for kids like that. That happens a lot, and it makes you think of that adage that I think I've, I've talked about this before. My brother-in-law, uh, you know, is a big sports fan and uh, has always been very knowledgeable on football. And um, I noticed that he would always say that he would never take any, if he was like starting over as a GM, taking a team over, that he would pretty much do nothing but take offensive and then defensive linemen with his first round picks for like the first eight, nine years. Because it's like you build those up and then you pick some draft picks behind them to make them deep. If you have a strong line and you win the trenches on both sides, you at least will compete. You may not win. Well, and and, and that's a perfect example. Because if you look at some of the quarterbacks that came out last year, not just the first five, and Lord knows we'll get into this, how Mac, Mac Jones uh, <laughs> fell to Bill Belichick with the 15th pick is beyond me. But um, if you look at some of the other guys like Kellen Mond from Texas A&M that went to the Colts or Kyle Trask that's out there, these are quality quarterbacks from, uh, you know, good programs that, you know, went later in rounds. And we, we know they're right now there's an, a, a lack of respect. If you, if you pick a quarterback early and they're not playing well, they are willing to move on from you very, very fast. Almost, almost, in my opinion, ridiculously. Yeah. Like, it used to be normal to sit for a year. Oh, in yeah. In fact, sometimes you sat for a year without even taking some major snaps in practices, oh. just, 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 you know, learning everything and learning how to be a quarterback. And then another year redshirted as you were just a backup and learning, and then you started. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre. Coming out of uh, well, well, that did, I mean, that didn't work out very well. No, you it know? didn't. No, he's, good he's, lord, he's, he's terrible. The yeah. only cliff jumping, engaged to a girl from Boulder. Cliff jumping in Hawaii while he's telling the team he's not coming back. So after right. he won the MVP, <laughs> I mean, come on, go figure. That's still one of the weirdest stories in in sports. It's um, weird things happen with sports players, and I think it, it comes down to that that question of do you do you love the game more than you love pretty much everything else? Or do you just really enjoy playing and you're talented at it? And I'm not sure which one is better. I'm not sure. Like you look at Tom Brady, right? And we have a local guy stink on our radio yep. show. He's, he's also nationally known Mike, Mark Schlereth. Yep. Great green um, chili too. Yeah. Great chili <laughs> in, in, in all of our King Supers grocery stores. And he, uh, and he talks often about how with, you know, Tom Brady is like, it's being quarterback. That's not, you're not playing a position. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. If you want to do what he's done, if you want to be the greatest like him, same thing with Jerry Rice, right? I mean, Jerry Rice was undisputedly the greatest skill position player I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, I guess I would say Sweetness and, and Barry Sanders are close, but oh, yeah. no one to me comes close to Jerry. I mean, I'm not saying that he has the greatest – right, he may not have the greatest athletic gifts ever, but the guy was the greatest football skill player, skill position player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, I I just think that – Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's. I don't think football is a great love for him. I think he enjoys playing. I think he thinks it's very fun. I think he likes being good at it. And I think he likes to, and I think he does have a um, 
He's very studious, and I think that he takes it very seriously. But I don't think it's an obsession the way it is for Brady. Well, I mean, Brady, it is an obsession for Brady. With Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he enjoys life, just plain and simple. I mean, look at look at Jeopardy stepping into the guest house and just having fun with it. So, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's just one of those things where he's just enjoying being him right now. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that Brady will have a tough time transitioning to life after football? Yes. Uh, I think Peyton Manning you're going to see here with the Broncos some point soon. As the Buying front. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, with a, with a whole group. Um, TB12 is with Giselle and everything. He's kind of set to do really nothing, I, I guess you right, could say. Right. He doesn't really need to do something. doesn't seem like he wants to do something. He's just living the way he wants to live. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying that he will have trouble transitioning. Right, I just, right. I, I, I just more than anybody else, he has lived with that chip on his shoulder about being a late round pick his whole life, well, and I don't think that that's going to go away. And if you look at Peyton's um, Hall of Fame speech, you, you, people there, the Twitter, Twitter universe was a buzz about saying it sounds like an audition for the NFL commissioner right now when he was given the speech. So, I mean, it was just that good. My gosh, that's actually, I didn't ever thought about that, but that'd be a great role for Peyton. Yeah. Because, I mean, he is such a student of the game. Yes, yes. He is so cerebral, you know, and a very, very intelligent guy, very good businessman. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if it would be a hindrance not being a lawyer. And the only reason I say that is the negotiations between the union and the NFL. Yep. It, I think it helps to understand contracts. And I'm, I'm sure he understands contracts and he can learn. I mean, the guy's got all the time and the money, you know, and the energy, you know, I mean, I'm, he, I can't imagine anything he couldn't learn. I mean, he could probably learn physics in a couple of weeks if he wanted to. I'm pretty sure he could learn it in real fast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, you know, good. Uh, it's just great to have the NFL back. I just, I can't put, I cannot say enough. Yeah. How it's, excited it's, it's I am. great to have football back. It's great to have fans in the stands as, yes. as, 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 you know, for right now. As yeah, everything goes, right now. you know, because I got my, my my Eagles Broncos tickets, and I'm not going to get them until like 24 hours before the game, is what they, <laughs> what they say. And, uh, you know, we're, we're back on college campuses. Game day is in uh, Ames, Iowa right now for Iowa State, Iowa. I don't know if you saw that sign that just I did. up. It said Kirk Herb Street is a system quarterback or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you don't know, Herbie played for Ohio, the Iowa State Buckeyes. Mm. For um, in his college career, and uh, Herbie's great. Uh, Herbie actually, you know, he had COVID last year, and he says he still feels the effects of not being able to smell or taste things. Well, who's the one that uh, is taking a break? Uh, well, Lee Corso was doing it from his South Florida home last year, but he's back on campus supposedly this year. No, there's somebody for I think it's for ESPN and for college football that is taking a year, like they're stepping out right now for like a year. Or whatever, because they had to focus on their health and their family. Oh, Todd McShay. Oh, it's Todd McShay. Yeah, he did an interview last weekend, and he sounded really off. Like, like it was worried, or uh, he just didn't sound like himself. He wasn't. He was making sense, but he wasn't making sense in his normal way. Um, it was hard to describe because I was listening to going, "What's wrong with him?" I'm like, something doesn't sound right there. Well, and I don't. I, I don't know if that thing to do with COVID. Um, I, I don't either. They didn't really discuss anything. COVID there. brain is a real thing. And I can tell you this because I have a coworker and she is very meticulous. She is very uh, perfectionist mm-hmm. level, you know, or anal even. Mm-hmm. And it's great because in her job, that's, a, that's an asset. It is an absolute asset to be anal in that position that she has because you don't want mistakes. Yeah. And so it's great. And she, I'm not going to say she makes a lot of mistakes, she gets confused or lost a lot now, and she had COVID around 
I, I want to say almost like six months ago, probably. I gotcha. And so it's been a while, but she talks about how the fact that she's like, nope, it doesn't work the same anymore. My brain yeah. does not work the same way. And she didn't have severe symptoms. She mm -hmm. just had very minor symptoms. Um, she did lose her taste and smell. Yeah. And, uh, and she, um, but anyway, she talks about how it hasn't come back. And, oh, and hopefully it's just a, you know, hopefully it will. But uh, going to be interesting to find out over the next decade. You yeah. know, what kind of long-term effects COVID has and also how much effect it might have on people who didn't have symptoms but did right. have the disease. Exactly. It's almost like some people are better off if they did have symptoms and then they got over COVID because some people that just like, seem like they have no symptoms, they are the ones that seem to have some long-term things that are uh, jumping up. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not the people that know symptoms but very light symptoms. Light symptoms, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to – it's hard to quantify. I uh, have had some friends and family recently that have contracted COVID. They all are on the mend now. Thank, thankfully, they've all been vaccinated. Uh, some of them are you know, kids mm -hmm. that caught it who weren't able to get vaccinated yet. So thankfully, they're recovering. Um, you know, some of the stories are getting scary uh, yeah. about, uh, you know, how young some people are going. And, you know, I mean, it, it's still going to always be a small percentage, at least with the variants we have now. Yeah. Uh, there's always that concern that a variant changes that becomes very very dangerous but the likelihood okay and i mean I, i'm I, i'm no doctor okay well please don't take you know i'm talking about something i've read but from what i've read most of these kinds of diseases these kinds of viruses they tend to become more <laughs> shit i've got covid um <laughs> become more um contagious but less lethal as they vary over time. And the main reason for that is because it's the same evolutionary reason that everything happens, right. and that is it's trying to survive. And to survive, you don't want to kill off, you don't want to burn yourself out, right? You don't want to kill off, um, boy, my, my screen going to sleep thing must be set to like five minutes or something. <laughs> um, and so uh, I just want to make sure I'm plugged in. Yeah, I'm plugged in. Um, so uh, it's, uh, I kind of forget what I was talking about, something to do with COVID. Um, just long-term symptoms. Oh, and... so we're talking about going from becoming a going from a pandemic to an endemic, like a right, cold. Right. And um, that's what I've heard a, a, a more and more people that I actually like watching. You know, some doctors that I enjoy. You know, seeing that they talk because I, I it's gotten so political and so yes, it has. emotional. Yes. And it's like I don't care about all that. I don't care that you know like oh you should be using ivermectin or whatever those you know or the, the monoclonal antibodies and it's like you know what you should probably use anything that a doctor recommends if your doctor recommends you you take ever ever my am I, i'm saying it wrong is it evermectin how do you say that the, the, the one that's i mean the, some people are saying well it's a horse parasite thing it's like well it, it is used in humans it always it right, has right, been. right. I, I know what you're talking is, is it evermectin or ivermectin evermectin it's one of those um, I, I, I mean, I watch GMA in the morning, I, and I get a little bit because you know you got your Strahan on there. Um, you know, uh, Diane, uh, Diane Roberts, uh, she used to be on ESPN as, a, as a, an anchor, and so on and so forth. But you know, you get a doctor. Um, the one doctor on there is really good, uh, and I don't, I, I'm drawing a blank on his name off the top of my head. It's not Gupta, is it? Oh, he's one of them, but there's another one too that's always on there. But you know, they're, they're, they they explain it really well, and. I got the jab. I got the J&J &J jab. I know there's people against getting the jab, and I know right now we're, a lot of people are being mandated getting the jab, and they don't like that. And we know some people in the medical business that are dead set against it, yep. and they're being told that they're going to be fired. You know, that's, I can tell you that most people I know who were against it 
were kind of against it in principle. Uh, they don't like being mandated. They don't yeah. like being being like told you should do something. But when their jobs got threatened, they pretty yeah. quickly turned around. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to see because I, I, I know President Biden just came out two days ago and put down a really hard stance about do you want to work with the federal government or as a contractor with us? You're going to right. that the whole nine yards. Well, it's really interesting, and, and we won't spend any more time yeah, on this, yeah. but the one thing that I do find interesting about the mandates and things like that, and, and I mean, I got I got the vaccine right away because I've got pre-existing conditions, right. and I was like, yep. you know what, I, I don't want to die drowning in my own fluid. So, right. you know, of course, I've had some of my friends tell me I'm going to die because I got the vaccine, but it's like, well, you know, right. if that's the case, just let me know if that's really going to happen. Uh, I'll cash out my 401k, and uh, I'll have a nice final year. So uh, just, you know, please let me know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, the mandates are kind of curious to me because – we're finding that, and I mean, this is, I guess, more recent data, but I mean, this is not really disputed that I'm aware of, that breakthrough cases, while they are still smaller than the amount of cases that spread through those that are not vaccinated, uh, there's certainly quite a few. And right. like I said, the people that I know, all the adults I know who've gotten it lately, they were all vaccinated, fully vaccinated, yeah. Yeah. you know, both yeah. shots. And, and well out from the two weeks. And, and that's that's one of the things I, I, I actually I have it saved on my phone. I was going to post a picture from last weekend of, you know, we want to mask our children. And here's where it ties into sports. But yet we have sold down stadiums last weekend for opening day of, of great lineups of football. And it's kind of like, where's the balancing point of all this? Because on the one hand, we're watching these stadiums full of people. And, you know, some of them have policies, some of them don't. Like today when right. I go down to Mile High, I got, my va- I got a picture of my vaccine card, and I've got my mask in the car because I'm going to be inside at the press box. So I got my mask with me, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, they have certain policies that you have to go through. I mean, my, my parking pass that they, I actually they, I got one is just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a QR code. On oh, my phone. That's so, cool. I mean, and, and the state, all, all Mile High is cashless. Because I know uh, Coors uh, Field did that with the MLB. Mile High is completely cashless. They I have, don't think I realized that, but that yeah. makes sense, right? Because you, you didn't pass germs on money. Exactly. So it's it's one of those things where we have to learn where to balance. Because a lot of these kids, especially like if you're, you have a 10-year-old, like my friend my friend has a 10-year-old in school in the Cherry Creek School District. And so they can't get vaccinated. They can't get vaccinated. So, you know, it's that balance point where we're watching on TV. We're, I, we watch the news in the morning at 7 a.m., like in Good Morning America, mm-hmm. and we hear all the stories. And then all of a sudden we get college football with 80,000 80, people in the stands. And it seems like, oh, where's the disconnect? Entertainment wins. It really you does. You know what? We, we, we suffered for that year. And, I mean, you know, a lot of us were responsible, like you and I. I mean, we, we kept our hands clean. Oh, we yeah. wore our masks. We, we did what we were supposed to. And – you know, it's like I got to a point where not, I'm still wearing my mask, at, or I'm, I've started to re-wear my mask a lot of places. In Boulder County, they actually just passed the ordinance again. Um, again, I'm not afraid of catching it because I've had some people right. say, you know, well, if you got the vaccine, what are you worried about? I may have it and not have symptoms. I don't want to spread it any more than and, I have and to. Th- you know what? I'm going to say the same thing because you know exactly what I do, how much I'm in and out of stores and inside right. things. I, I wear the mask and I tell people, I'm like, I'm not wearing it because I'm afraid to get it. I don't want to give it to someone that... I don't know I'm giving it to if it right, happens. Right. That's what and I don't want to do. I'm well aware that the survival rate is very high, mm-hmm. for especially if you are a healthy individual or you're under the age of like 50. But you know what? I don't want to ever find out the person I yeah. gave it to died. Yeah. Why? Why, why bother? I, I would hate I mean, to hear that. All, my, my biggest inconvenience is wearing a, a thin 
piece of fabric over man, my face. I've got some stylish masks, man. I got, in fact, <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got my white Eagles mask, my Philadelphia Eagles mask right. to go with, to go with my uh, nice outfit today. So. Loving the shirt, loving the sports offensive shirt. <laughs> you know, it felt good to put it back on for the first time Isn't in a while. That, I, I still love wearing that shirt all, all when I go on vacations and the, oh, uh, a lot of conversation starters. <laughs> um, you know, I've got my Dodger masks. You know, I've got two World World Series championship masks. I also really want the Dodgers to win this year, so that people. Excuse me, damn! I was talking about the air quality earlier. Oh, about God, man, it's you know today is not terrible. It's not Thank terrible goodness. today, but uh, good I, lord, I've been struggling because I have a deviated septum. And, oh, and, oh, it, breathing for me, breathing for me is hard as it is. So we won our softball championship this year, so it was awesome for us. The championship week, as I'm driving into Boulder, and for those of you who have never been to Colorado, Boulder is in a valley. Like you come down from the freeway or down from the mountains, any whatever direction you come into Boulder, and well, I guess except for Longmont, but anyway, um, you're going down. Like you're really going down for a while, and it looked like a rainforest because it was the trees, and then the smoke looked like low hanging fog that you see, like in the movie Medicine Man or whatever. You know, it's like oh, that looked kind of cool. Of course, once you got out of the car and you start playing, you're like, oh, I'm smoking two packs of cigarettes per inning. <laughs> exactly. You know, that, that was really hard this, this whole summer because, I mean, it, we had 31 days straight of, of like, one of the worst, the worst air qualities in the world. And we, well, there was two days that we were the worst yeah. in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those fires are coming uh, fast and furious from California. We yeah. wish, you know, safety to all the firefighters out there. Uh, and thank them for the hard work they do, even though they are not paid what they should be getting paid. And... Uh, it, it's driving people out, and I can tell you now that. So my my mother and my stepfather are moving to a new state, um, not because they want to leave California. They love California. They lived there for a long time. They love wine country, and I don't blame them because, dude, just spending one evening at Francis Ford Coppola's winery and restaurant is will just blow your mind. It's oh, just definitely. such an awesome place. But they're tired of the fires, yeah. and they've been they've had to evacuate three of the last four years, and they're and they're reaching their eighties, and it's like yeah, it's hard. we can't keep doing that. Yeah, you know, we yeah. don't have that energy. And so we're going to go where the fires don't happen. And um, their friends that live on the coast have an absolutely gorgeous home, and they are looking literally at the Pacific Ocean just like meters away from their house. Or sorry for you that don't know what meters are, um, you know, feet away from the house. And they're moving up north, even though there's not, it's not no fires up north, but they're moving to an area up north that doesn't really have drought conditions, right? right? And so that, that means right. it's, it is getting hot, though. And uh, that's the one thing I wish I could find is a place where it never got above 85 degrees. Oh, that'd be perfect. You know, oh, wouldn't that be? <laughs> because, like, the other day, it was, like, 86 or 87 here. You know, it kind of we had a little drop down. And I walked outside, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's warm. It's not even, it's even hot, you know? But it's livable. Yeah. I'm not miserable. I'm yeah, not, well, like, cursing the sun. We had school cancellations down in, uh, I think, DPS had a couple cancellations in their schools for uh, too much heat. They didn't have air conditioners. So... So they had a couple uh, heat-related uh, cancellations yesterday. Can you imagine no air conditioner? I mean, lot I'm sorry, schools, fans only do so much. Yeah, a lot of the schools back east are like that. I know Philly, Philly public schools, there are barely any air conditioners in there. How do they get – well, I guess they got built before air conditionings were Yeah, they're, they're all old. I mean, if you think about um, – if, if you know East High School downtown, which is a really old – there used to be, I think, a court building, actually, the, uh, the original court building. But it's a really, really old in, – In Denver? Yeah really beautiful old structure but i mean that thing was built back in the 1920s at best so but yeah you know we digress and we're going to get back here into sports but you know there's a little quick update uh here in colorado because like we said we haven't been in the same room except for our fantasy draft we haven't been in the same room here for uh doing our show 
um, up here in uh, our Broomfield studio. So this is actually great for us. And like I said, you know, the, the, the timing of the drive this morning was a, threw me off a little bit because I was like, when do I leave again? <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, it's just, uh, but you know, hey, thank you for coming up. Yeah, I do appreciate I, I, it. I love it. You uh, know. It was fun to set up the system. And I've been doing a lot of recordings actually on this for my work. Uh, because we have an IVR system for yep. the inbound calling, you know, and so um, I'm now the voice of the company, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I hope I sound good when I'm giving you the message. Are you trying to be James Earl Jones? Thank you for calling. Welcome to <laughs> such and such a company, you know. Um, try and, are you trying try to make try sense. sex bots? Right? You, What's going on? You know this. <laughs> hey, it is the future. It is the future. We know it's coming. We know it's coming. Uh, oh, no pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, – wide world of sports uh, you want to uh, take this you one know, i just want to jump into this because it's been rumored for about two weeks well maybe about three weeks now um so i've been an f1 fan for a long time but i've gotten more into it in the past two years uh just because now next year the, 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 the car was supposed to change last year but with covid it kind of took a, a morph and it's going to change next what do you mean year. by change it's going to get shorter and a little bit okay. wider to make okay. it a little more uh, a little more um, sportier and racier, so on and so like forth. Like be faster, like more aerodynamic? More or? aerodynamic, because right now the cars are long, and it's really hard to overtake on some courses. But I grew up four miles from the Andretti's back in Nazareth, PA, right next to Nazareth, PA. So the rumor has it that Andretti Autosport is looking to go public as a company and take over an F1 team. So that's just a little bit news. For, I love it back there because, I mean, I still remember being 14 years old and hearing a white Countach out of nowhere come flying past me doing about 150. And, it, and it's Mario Andretti because we went up to his house when he used to live by Nazareth High School. And he's white. He's polishing down the car. And they're like, yo, Mario, what's up, dude? <laughs> me and my friend on our BMX bikes. But, you know, they're looking to maybe um, the team might be an Alfa Romeo team. Uh, just want to throw that out there just because I do watch a lot. I grew up on a lot of auto racing. So on and so forth. So that is going to, right now, today, they're in, well, this weekend, they're in Monza, uh, the Italian Grand Prix, which is uh, one of the great uh, Ferrari old bank test tracks that they had. And now it's one of the great tracks of uh, Formula One. So just wanted to hit touch off with that because it's been a rumor now for three weeks. And I certainly hope they do. Of course, uh, Mario was in F1 along with Michael at one point, and Mario does have, uh, I believe, championships along with an Indy 500 and Daytona 500. So he's one of the only drivers that can say that in the world. Is the Andretti's the ones that own that go kart right where uh, 36 and I 25 intersect? That's actually my friend um, Cody Unserzad, Alan oh, Unser, 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 yes. And I know okay. Cody Unser was on our show uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, I yep. remember wheelchair Barbie. And uh, was a great guest, but that's actually her family that owns those those particular go kart trucks. So I, I, I know a, day, I know a lot of race car people. <laughs> one day I do want to go do that. I, oh, there. I mean, oh, man. I'm, I'm I'm not a speed person, but uh, I, uh, I could get into it. <laughs> I, I, I I was the uh, I was the first time we did it with the Leah Valley Iron Pigs. I won. I was the front office champion. Well, like I'd be the person who would love to sit in the passenger seat of a NASCAR driver and let oh, them yeah. drive so I could experience the full speed. I don't think I would enjoy it if I was the one trying not to go head first into the, excuse me, into the wall. So, but, um, well, cool. Um, I, I know that you've definitely, um, started watching a lot more. Oh yeah. Because exactly. you're the only person I know that watches F1. Yeah. And, and so I, 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 I look, I look at your Facebook updates so that I can have an idea of what's going on. Yeah. There's some good updates and there's some good feuds going on. There's a lot of drivers going to change some roles next year. Um, and it's, it's teams. There's two cars per team. 
and it's just kind of interesting how it. So plays do they do the out. same? Like, do they draft each other kind of thing, like they do in NASCAR, or is it not quite? Uh, is it not really the same? It's not quite like that. But uh, we got in a little trouble yesterday. They were doing this is a, a sprint qualifier, but the qualifier for the sprint was yesterday. And what you want to do is get a toe from your teammate, but no one wants to go out first because that first person gets kind of screwed. So they right, because their car is the one that has right. to break the, wa- the air they for had everybody. A, they had an incident that got looked at, and a couple of – there's two fines that were handed out yesterday because they're all playing possum, <laughs> uh, standing in pit lane. They, no one wanted to go. So when you say the sprint, is that kind of like with NASCAR where there's like now a championship set that then gets started for the last so many races? Well, so this happened at Silver, uh, Silver, uh, Silverton. Um, Silverstone, sorry, uh, the English uh, GP, uh, what they did is you normally it's you have P1, P2, P3, which is practice one, practice two, practice three. Okay. Then you have qualifying one, qualifying two, and qualifying three. So qualifying one, you get rid of the bottom five. Qualifying two, you get rid of the next five. And then qualifying three, you set the field. But this uh-huh. time, okay. so they like, set it like for an elimination thing. a sprint race to set the field. Because like Valerie Bottas, Bottas, is leaving um, Patron, Mercedes Patronas next year, who's Lewis Hamilton, the reigning champion. Um, and he got called off last week doing a fast the end because you get a point for fastest lap. And now, all of a sudden, he's starting and like he on the front what? row. He got called off? Yeah, they told him. They said, no, we need to give that point to Lewis because Lewis is like eight points back of Max for Sat and of the Honda. Oh, this is his teammate. Yeah. So, but, but they had to switch the engine. So in the actual race, he's going to start from pit lane. So it's kind of it's one of those things where it's really, really so he's going to be automatically in last place yeah, at the start of the race. Basically, it's if there's a lot of technicalities go in the F1 racing, it's rather interesting when you start breaking it all down. That is, I mean, I like NASCAR. I can't watch it like religiously or anything like right. that. But I tell you what, man, when I hit that portion of the uh, of the sports season where everything goes into hibernation, you know, and like you know, football is kind of winding down and basketball and hockey. I mean, I like them, but I can't yeah. get in. I mean, like I said, I love live hockey. I could watch a live hockey game oh, every so day. Awesome. But on TV, it's hard for me to watch hockey. Um, basketball, I just, I mean, I love basketball in the playoffs. It's not like baseball. I don't watch a ton of regular season baseball. Yeah, I'll watch a ton of postseason. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think I love this time of year? Yeah. College football games on Saturdays, especially with CU being better lately. Um, and then baseball playoffs and then NFL. I mean, this is like, if you're a sports fan, this is just kind of like good. the super chub season, you know. We're only 35 days from the puck dropping in hockey, too. <laughs> so, oh, bless you, bless you, bless you. Thank you, man. Oh, I'm Seinfeld. You're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> man, I am sneezing like a, just a, I don't know, like a what, like a, like a diseased person. Oh, I, um, I've been sneezing like a fiend the past couple of days just because uh, of the air. Just terrible. And there you go again. Oh, I got you on it. No, I didn't. <laughs> so excuse me. Um, so let's jump into baseball. Uh, yeah. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on baseball because we want to get at least a half an hour for college and yeah. a half an hour for NFL. And 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 I, you know, I, I've been so upset with my Phillies bouncing. Go on a win streak. Go on a losing streak. Go on a win streak. Go on a losing streak. I don't know what to to make of them. And, and like they're one of those positions where they're probably better off aiming for the division title than the wild card. Yeah. You know, it's just one agree. of those divisions that are just kind of weak. Oh, it's oh, I it's you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm right up against your wall here on the chair. <laughs> you know, when you hear sounds that you're not quite sure what they are, my first thought was always Gizmo, you know, and he's probably sleeping under the bed now because he was out outside early this morning. Uh, he was, uh, he said, go LSU Tigers. You know, he always roots for the kiddies. So, um, you know, and, and I think he's rooting for the Lions, but uh, I think he's going to be disappointed in, yeah. in that regard. I think the Lions I, I, could be looking at a really ugly season. Yeah, potentially, potentially. 
So in baseball, just so breaking it down, so the Devil Rays uh, are in control of the NL East. They're up eight games. Boston is actually in second, and then New York in third, or maybe New York's in second, Boston's in third. They're like a game apart. So New York is a very odd team. Uh, they're not consistent, and that's that's yeah. They if they were to make the playoffs, I would give them a chance because they're streaky, right? Yes. But if you get streaky at the right time, but it's hard to stay streaky throughout an entire playoffs. But I mean, the San Francisco Giants did it two out of those three years. Uh, one of those years they weren't streaky. Just Madison Bumgarner was just un- unbelievable. But two of those, the first two championships they got, they just got streaky. I mean, they had these role players that you'd never heard of hitting home runs left and right. few of them parlayed them into big contracts. And then you were like, you really are paying this journeyman who got picked up at the end of the season and happened to go off in the playoffs a three-year, $65 million contract. And it's like, they're all guaranteed. What are you doing? Um, anyway, Devil Rays look like they are in control. Same with the White Sox. Uh, the AL Central, so... Just kind of an embarrassment, honestly, because, I mean, the Royals, you know, they had their run and they got their title. Good for them. Got a couple of World Series. So no blaming them. They're a small market. They have to do it that way. Cleveland has come close many times. I mean, they've almost broken their curse, you know, which is now the longest one after, you know, Boston and Cubs, you know, put theirs to bed. And they have had some really good teams, but then... You know, they they're go, they go through the sell-offs, right, kind of how the Marlins would do. And they did it recently, and then they got rid of Kluber. They got rid of Carrasco. Uh, oh, yeah, Carrasco went to the Mets, and then Kluber went to the Yankees, and um, uh, Bauer went to the Reds, and now to the Dodgers. Of course, he's now sitting out the rest of the season because of his domestic abuse allegation. Yep. Well, I don't know. It's a weird story. That is a weird story because I keep I mean, seeing blurbs of it come across the ticker on like two of my TVs sit on sports all the time. I mean, it does, it does seem like he's got kind of a weird sex fetish. Yeah. But it also looks like she was into that fetish, but then it got too aggressive, and it's like, well, maybe this is not a good fetish for either of you to have, but whatever. I guess we'll, I'm sure we'll find out more details. But the fact that the judge and – and again, I'm not I – don't, I don't ever poo-poo on someone who says that they were abused. Right. What I'm talking about is the fact that the judge whom – and they haven't had any – there hasn't been criminal charges filed. Right. This was all about a restraining order that she was asking for, and the judge said no because the injuries you sustained – you were complicit with exactly you know so it's like saying i guess you know someone says i like being choked during sex and then the person choked him too hard and they're like well no i know you hurt me and it's like well i didn't you know I, I, you were having a good time i thought you know it's like when you get into those weird things it's like that's what's and, gonna and, happen and that's some that's that's the territory you're talking about is getting into those weird situations because yeah. he's in a weird one yeah <laughs> and i mean you know hey whatever you like I don't give a sh- I don't give a crap. I, it's America. Do whatever you want. As long as you're not hurting or, or infringing right. on someone else, I don't care what you do. But if you're going to do some weird stuff, make sure you know what your safe words are. Make sure you know gotta what your a, limits gotta are. Gotta have a safe word. You know, if you ain't got a safe word, or you forget your safe word, you're in a little, little trouble. There. You know, I mean, we know a lot of our fans out there are into autoerotic asphyxiation, and you know when to stop choking yourself. You know, it's just you, you gotta you gotta you gotta be thinking. So and just keep, just joking around there. Don't everybody get upset. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the West. So the Astros are up five and a half games, and they are out significantly up. You know, uh, there's an old adage in baseball, and I don't know if it applies as much now as it did back in the day, but the old adage was, for every game back you are, you need at least a week to make it up. That's just the nature of baseball. Teams tend to play around 500. The great teams are playing seven and three, six and four. The normal teams are five and five. The bad teams are four and five and three. And so six. for the Astros, is that thing bang in the trash can or not? Uh, who knows what cheating they're doing? I'm sure that's why they're in first place because they're just a, they're just low lives. You but know, you have to ask. 
I'm still I, I still can I still think they need they should have that World Series taken away from them. Um, but then what spot. do you do? Well, but I mean, I, and I don't think they should give it to the Dodgers. I mean, cause but it just says, just just vacate yeah. it. You know, do do it like they do in college football when they want to pretend that they didn't know that some players were getting paid. You know, right. and uh, of course now they're going to get paid and they'll know it and no one else to hide it anymore. By the way. I love that hat, dude. Where did you get that? Oh, this one. This mm-hmm. is actually – I've had this for a while now. I oh, yeah. Just, it looks just, old. But Yeah, I just bought another one that's almost like this, except that doesn't have that color brim on it. I got it at the uh, 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 the mall down off of uh, Dry Creek. Park Meadows? Park Meadows, yeah. It's, oh, the, it's the Colorado store. Okay. They sell everything just Colorado in there, and it's. Just, I love the hat. It's I might, hop, I might hat. hop online. If, for those of you who haven't seen the Colorado flag, do look at it. The Colorado that's State flag. flag is probably – in. And of course, we're probably biased, but like, and like, I grew up in California. Boring flag. I mean, it's the bear, but it's, it's boring. Pennsylvania, terrible flag. Yeah, I mean, most it's a, flag, most, it's a commonwealth. Most state flags are boring, <laughs> and uh, but the Colorado state flag is just awesome. It, it basically is like a red sea with a yellow yep. uh, sun in the middle of it, and then blue on the outside of it, and it's a, it's a great color combination. So go look it up if you haven't seen it. It's a really cool design. Uh, so as for the wild card for baseball, Red Sox and Mariners are currently in those slots. So the Red Sox are up a game on the Yankees then, um, unless something happened last night. Yeah. And uh, the Mariners, I think, were almost tied with the A's. So the A's and the Yankees, they're, they're, they're also in it. But just as of right now, Red Sox and Mariners will be playing that play-in game uh, to go to the playoffs. In the National League, the Braves are three and a half games up. That's why I was saying I think yeah. the Phillies are better off aiming to win that because that whole division is kind of tightly packed and uh, the Mets who should have been a good team this year again just they just fail I mean Lindor terrible terrible year I've drafted in fantasy and then I pawned him off on Nate and got Urias so I'm still <laughs> I still uh, give my thanks to Nate for making that silly trade um, and that saved my season which just going to toot my horn one time finish the regular season in first place in my fantasy baseball league nice. and I got the bye and uh, doesn't mean I'm going to win a title but uh, it's very fun to win the uh, transaction fees because that's what that's what I put in my uh, gambling account. So and the, um, the Phillies actually end. Well, I'm just looking real quick here. I believe yeah. they end with the Braves. Uh, oh, that could be an awesome uh, final I'm, I'm weekend. Sorry. They end with Pittsburgh. Then they have a three game set with Atlanta and a three game set with uh, Miami. As well, I've got to like playing Miami and Pittsburgh because Miami, especially with Lopez being out for the – well, he's been out for a long time. I don't think he's going to come back pitching. Uh, and if Alcantara is not doing well, boy, they could get they could get five wins out of those games against they, Pittsburgh they, they and could. Miami. That's, you know, they, they've got – although they're, they, they've just chump changes against the Rockies last night. I mean, they were like 10 to 2. Dude, I remember. I now, was that, was that in Philly it. or was that in Colorado? It was in Philly. Ooh, yeah, losing <laughs> the Rockies on the road is not. Yeah. I mean, what, have, they, have they even won twenty on the road this year? I think it's, I I think it's eighteen. Think so? They're so hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> I mean, well, we can't really watch them because uh, they're always no. blocked out. I, dude, I can't. I was talking about that earlier. It's like I can't believe I paid for the MLB package and I got a really good deal this year. I think I spent like sixty bucks and got the whole season because um, I didn't get it right away. You know, I got it like uh, like two months in, but they were really looking for money, so yeah. I got it on Amazon for a great deal, and I love it. And uh, but I tell you what, man, not getting to watch the Rockies, it's like, I, why is it blacked out? I don't get cable. It's like it doesn't – is it – I mean, it's like give – I mean, don't they play their feed? Don't they play the feed from the network? Don't it's, they – doesn't that network still get the credit for the viewers? It's all about contracts and this, and that's why, like, uh, <laughs> so I mean, stupid. Fox was uh, Fox was blocked down on uh, this network a couple years ago uh, up until the NFL started. And I knew that was going to be right. all summer. No one's going to give up the NFL viewers. All summer, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they made a contract 
right before opening day of the NFL. Well, and for those of you who don't know, we haven't been able to watch our Avalanche or our Nuggets except when they're on national TV right. because they've been in a squabble with Stan Kroenke, the guy who you know owns out the two sports, who no one pretty much considers to be a, a good sports owner. Right. But um, you know, but I mean, not that he doesn't put together good teams sometimes. It's um, just, he's Kroenke. But what a what a silly thing to right now have the Nuggets and the Avalanche. Both having spectacular teams, yeah. and you are losing a chance to just you swell yeah, you your, your viewer base. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 just, it sucks for all of us. Because sometimes they're even blocked down on national TV, depending on that did happen. Yeah, yeah, it's, it just depends, you know, of where and when, and uh, it, it's all altitude and cronky. Cronk, I mean, money controls. And where do you even <laughs> get altitude? I, you know, I this, Comcast, this I used to have altitude. Now it's on yeah. Comcast. I wonder if YouTube they, they has. Are. I heard YouTube is good with uh, YouTube TV. Is yeah. good with those, or maybe it's Hulu. Hulu's good with the there, there's another stream. Channel. My friend Joey Stats, he knows uh, there's a streaming channel you can get the Avalanche games on. Although I have a terrible streaming in my house because I use uh, I use my jetpack to stream well, stuff, and it just isn't clear. And no, and I, I don't like it's it. Frozen, it's and you never know what's like, what other kind of you know, malware is on there. With, 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 with my concussions and my eyesight, it's just not enjoyable. Oh, it just kind of it kind of sends that's, things that's why, down. Yeah, because yeah. I know you, you guys. I mean, everybody loves to stream their TVs and sports and this and that anymore. It's like I can't watch it sometimes. It's it's hard to watch. I, I will admit, if I get the one where they start getting that little spinning circle, if that happens like more than three times, yeah. I'll try and reset my modem. And if that doesn't fix it, it's like, all right, I'm watching something else. Yeah. yeah. Can't do it. It just drives me crazy. Um, sports, you know, I'm a little more lenient on. Yeah. But it's like, I swear with movies, I can't tell you how many times of the movie, it's like only the good parts of the movie <laughs> are when it starts to freeze up. And it's really annoying. <laughs> um, so moving on to the National League, we've got the Brewers up 12 in the Central Division. So the, the Central Division in the National League is a lot like the American League. It's just, it's not competitive. Um, you know, in the, in the American League, and we talk about the Indians selling off everybody. The White Sox are, um, ha, you know, have, have have made a huge change around to take over that division. I mean, they were a terrible team just a few years ago, uh, but they've had a lot of their draft picks. You know, through the last ten years, have finally come up. Um, Minnesota was supposed to be good. They've got a lot of good players. They look terrible this year. Terrible yeah. this year. Kentai Maeda, just not even close to the player that he that's, was that's for the Dodgers. An, I mean, they dogs team, and yeah, they just look terrible. Yeah, I mean, Maeda was a Cy Young candidate last year. This year, he's not good. They ended up trading away Barrios, um, and then Buxton finally had his first good year, but he couldn't stay healthy. I mean, uh, Sano, I, 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 that guy's like pa- Pablo Sandoval. Like, how is that guy even in the pros still? He's 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 got some decent defense, but he can't hit. Polanco. I mean, anyway, the whole team is just not not doing well. And then um, who else is even in that division other than the Royals? Where you talked about the Royals, but um, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Indians. I'm missing somebody. Must shows how good of a team they are. Yeah. Um, and then in the National League, you know, you got the Brewers that have kind of been dominating that division for a while. Uh, the Cubs finally imploded all the way, which is music to my eyes. Um, I think we're both kind of don't like Cubs fans. Um, yeah, they're a little obnoxious. They are. A little, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but they are. Yeah, they went from the lovable losers to the obnoxious winners, yeah. and they only won one. Um, but that that was a team that really failed to to capitalize on their promise. Although Kyle Hendricks is in the Cy Young talk, and he had the first really good regular season of his career. He's had some good playoff runs. He just hasn't usually been good in the regular season. In that division, they've got the Reds, who are up and coming. Reds might compete next year. Um, I mean, they're not completely uh, out of it in terms of the wild card, but um, in fact, in fact, I take that back. They're actually in the wild card game right now, um, so they're up and coming. Um, Pittsburgh is terrible. Um, 
St. Louis is oddly terrible. We, you know, no one ever Renato had a disaster of a year. Oh, we did. Made the Rockies actually look a little bit smarter. I mean, of course, they still didn't get anything for him, and they paid to get rid of him, but, you know, better than nothing, I guess. And then um, there's – obviously, there's another team in that division. Can't think of who that team is either. Um, hmm. You already mentioned the Reds? Yeah. Yeah. Reds, Cubs, Brewers, Pittsburgh. St. Louis. Cardinals. Oh, that's all five. That's all okay. five. Okay. You got all five. Nice. Well, hey, the old, the old, the old noggin's working. Um, and then um, in the National League West, this is the surprise of baseball: is the Giants. Giants are now up three oh, on the yeah. Dodgers. Dodgers have caught up to the Giants a couple of times over the last few weeks. Uh, every time they catch up to them, though, Giants go on a little winning streak, and the Dodgers just go hover, hover around five hundred. Yep. And uh, it's getting frustrating for Dodger fans like me. I mean. It, it you know it's kind of silly because we've won the division like twelve times in a row or something what, like was that. Was it last week you had the three games set with them going into the That was the very last game with the Giants and Dodgers yep. this year. I was so, going to say I saw that one come across the ticker. A whole a whole month of baseball without any games between those two, which is very odd. Um, it would be nice if they were finishing the season against each other like they often do, right. uh, because that way it could be playing for you know for the playoffs. And um, but the Giants, I mean, got to give them credit. I mean, this is a scrappy ball club. Uh, and it's not like those other teams that they had that made the you know made it to the playoffs in the World Series. This team is balanced. I mean, they've got a lot of reclamation projects that are just playing well. You know, Kevin Gausman finally you know pitching the way that he was touted for years and never did. Uh, both of the Brandons, Brandon Brelt and Brandon Crawford, having throwback seasons, looking like the old players they used to be. Um, that you know, uh, uh, Mike Yastrzemski, you know, I think he's a distant cousin of Carl Yastrzemski having a great, great season out in the outfield there. Buster Posey, an absolute resurgence. He took last year off for COVID. Looks like it did him wonders. Looked like he really needed the rest. Um, you know, so all, all good. You know, congrats to the Giants for playing great baseball. They are looking like a very, very good team, and that is big in the playoffs. You know, it's great to have great players, but if you have a great team, yep. you know, a sum of the parts that are a group that is better than the, or the how do you say it, better than the sum of the parts or the – they're better as a group than they would be individually, individually I guess you'd say. Yeah. And um, so props to them. Uh, Dodgers obviously um, are uh, right behind them. The Giants and Dodgers actually, I think, have the two best records in baseball. So yeah. the Dodgers right now are, you know, or the Giants are pretty much guaranteed a wild card slot. I always, I always benchmark the NL East and say, well, how many games are we really behind those guys? Right, right, right. When it comes to wins. There's only one wild card slot open. So, you know, will it go to the Padres? Will it go to the Reds? Will it go to the Phillies? Um, you know, we'll find out. It's going to be a fun It's going to be a fun stretch run, you know? Yeah, it will be. And like I was always, you know, we called it for the hunt for red October in Philly <laughs> when I was back at the picks because I got to I got, I got the 2008 World Series and the 2009 um, the loss to the Yankees. So yeah, the back uh, in the days of yeah, uh, Holiday and yeah. Cliff Lee. And... I, won, I won one and one in World Series when, <laughs> when I worked in the minors. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's you know it's fantastic. I mean, it, it, you know, I don't think people appreciate. And this is why. And the the Nationals ended up getting a title, so it didn't sting as much. But when they didn't, when they when they shut Strasburg down that year after his UCL surgery, Tommy John surgery, and he was having an amazing year, they shut him down, and then they didn't. Like I think they actually missed the playoffs by like a game or two. Um, and, you know, the fans were pretty upset because it was like, what are you doing? He's having this amazing year. No, we're thinking long term. Yeah. You know, Strasburg has not really been that great ever since. He's had a couple of okay seasons, 
Uh, this season, I think he only pitched like two games and he was out for the whole year. Yeah, he, and he hasn't done anything. So, I mean, then they did get that title, and I think he actually played well in that World Series along with Max Scherzer yes. uh, when they won the title. Uh, now Max Scherzer and Trey Thomas have gone to the Dodgers. The Dodgers have unbelievable talent, so you kind of yeah. say, like, why aren't they winning? <laughs> but they also have had unbelievable injuries. I mean, they have had – so they had Bueller, right, or they had uh, – not Bueller, excuse me. They had uh, Trevor Bauer, who was looking like a Cy Young candidate. Now he's gone for the domestic abuse. Kershaw has been on the injured list now for a pretty extended period, like say, two or three been months. for a while. Yeah, it's like it, it, the, the back cut up on him, which is too bad because he was actually pitching fantastic this year, looking like a resurging player. But, you know, backs are tricky. And I, I'm not even sure if it's his back that's what the injury is, but he's been out for a while. Uh, Cody Bellinger missed most of the year. Um, he's on my fantasy team, and it's just like, is he playing? Is he not uh, playing? Is he playing? Is he not and then, playing? And when he's played, he's, he's not played well. No, um, yeah. He has a few homers and, yeah. and batting like under 200. I mean, this guy's MVP two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, Mookie Betts is playing well, but he's been hurt. Um, Trey Turner's come in and played fantastic. Justin Turner's been his old self. Mike Smith, the catcher, having a nice year. Um, uh, Urias has broken out as a, as a possible Cy Young candidate. Walker Bueller looking like a Cy Young candidate. So uh, Max Scherzer also looking like a Cy Young candidate. So they've got the talent, and if they could get everybody could get everybody healthy, I still think they could roll and, and through the playoffs. But boy, I tell you what, man, you get in that wild card game. I don't care how talented your team is. One game in one baseball game. is not like one game in any other sport. No, it's a crapshoot. It really is a crapshoot. Might as well flip a coin, yeah. right? Who's hot that day? Exactly. It's, 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 you know, I always say, you know, when you ask me about hockey and this and that, it's like, you know what? If you get a hot goalie, you got a hot goalie. It's, they're hard to stop sometimes. And that one game, wild card game, that playing game in baseball, if you have a hot team one day, they're hard to stop. They always say momentum in baseball is the next day's starting pitcher. Yep. You know, because it just doesn't matter what happened the day before. It's it's a whole new it's a whole new ball game. So. Yep. Anyway, should be a nice uh, fun uh, finish to the season. Just burn through these real quick. We don't have to talk about this much, um, but possible award winners. So Cy Young in the AL, looking at Garrett Cole, yep. Lance Lynn, Carlos Rondon, which is that's kind of impressive that he he's kind of turned things around. Yeah. And Robbie Ray, man, that guy was a favorite for Cy Young like four or five years ago when he was like about ready to bust out, and then he just never played well. Finally went to Toronto this year for the Blue Jays, yeah. looking fantastic. And uh, I, I personally wish he would get it because I think it would be a fun reclamation story, you know. But you know how it's going to go. It's, gonna, it's probably going to go to Lance Lynn because of the White Sox doing so well, or exactly. it'll go to Garrett Cole from the name value. And has Garrett Cole won one? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't um, remember. I'd like to see Lance Lynn get it. I mean, the White Sox are really playing well. That MLB uh, Field of Dreams game was absolutely – I, I watched that's, – that's one of the – I watched the pregame, I watched the game, and I watched the postgame. I did too. I, I mean, I, Isn't I, that I, weird? I was just drawn into the whole thing. And, and, I, so and cool. I don't care if they do, like, the whole production thing every time they do that game every yeah. year, but every year they should have – Kevin Costner should do the commentating up yeah. in the booth with him. They should actually have Kevin Costner and Bob Uecker. Do it, oh, do it right. Cool. You yeah, know? that'd be cool. Be that'd be cool. Um, NL, so, again, I was already saying that Urias, yep. Bueller, and Scherzer from the Dodgers are all in it. Corbin Burns of the Brewers has been as good as advertised. I had yeah. to put Adam Wainwright on there. He's not really in contention for the Cy Young so much, but I just make fun of you because of yeah. that when you picked him for the Cy Young a few years ago. But he is – among the leaders in wins. Yeah. He's got 14 and I think 16 is the lead. So yep. hell of a, hell of a rebound season for him after a couple of down years, Zach Wheeler, um, you know, he, some people call him a dark horse candidate, but he's got the most innings pitched and he's got the most strikeouts. And those are two things that are in short supply this year mm-hmm. because of people from a short term season last year. So 
I, I really think that he might sneak in there. And they're saying that this could be the National League Cy Young vote that has the most different first-place vote-getter winners in history. Okay. And never forget what happened with um, Justin Verlander, right? He had the most first-place votes a couple of years back. And Kate Upton or whatever his girlfriend, the, 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 the yeah, model Kate, from – and she was all upset because he didn't win the title yeah. because it, you know, it's cumulative all the points cumulative, you can get, yeah. and and he was off some, he was left off a couple of ballots, and so. Uh, you know what? If you if you got Kate Upton as a girlfriend, I think you you know. You already won. You already won. <laughs> I mean, there's no downside to that statement. I mean, he's got he's got World Series title. He's got yeah. Cy Young awards. He's married to a supermodel. I mean, you know. Uh, you know, but maybe, maybe, maybe just take stock of things and, and yeah. be happy. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't really, he doesn't really pout that much, but um, I, I, he's also competitive, right? He's yeah, a great yeah. player. Um, for the MVP in the AL, I don't think there's any question who's going to get it. It's Otani, Shohei Otani. If you are not watching baseball, you don't really follow this guy. So this guy's, um, is he Korean? I think he's Korean. He's Korean or Japanese. Maybe he is Japanese. That does sound more like a Japanese well, yeah, I mean, last name, doesn't it? He, Otani. Well, the, the one thing that I saw when they showed a highlight when he was still in Japan really playing ball, he, he um, I think he's 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 Japanese. He put a the, the Tokyo Dome over there that they have. He put a ball through the roof actually once. <laughs> it didn't hit the roof. He put it through the roof. It actually broke the roof and went in through the roof. You are correct. Yeah, he is Japanese. Japanese yeah. And uh, so if you don't know what he's doing. Um, this is kind of astounding. So this guy has got 40, uh, it was 43, but it's actually 44 because he hit one last night. Yeah. 44 home runs, leads all of baseball, right? So there's, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive feat right there. Yep. He's at 23 steals. I don't know that he'll hit, if he can get 30, that's seven more, but I'll bet you he starts trying for steals now that he's, so. he's going to hit. Yeah. So he could end up going 50 and 30, but no matter what, 30-30 is a, is a pretty exclusive club to be in. 40-30 is more exclusive. 50-30, right. I think there's only one other member in it. Now, it's not as good as 40-40, but if you hit 50 home runs and get 30 steals, that's an amazing season. When you also consider the guy's going to have like 10 or 11 wins yep. in pitching. And when he pitches, he pitches well. They just are very careful with him because they, they really are. You know, if, you, if he gets hurt as a pitcher and he, and he keeps playing as a hitter, even as, even as a DH, you can keep aggravating the injury. Yep. So they try to make sure he does not get hurt. He also has a problem that some other people have. Um, there's some people that are really famous for it, and I can't really think of who they are right now, but getting blisters. And yeah, um, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah, that used to pitch for the Dodgers and pitch for the Cubs, say, um, your guys Rich Hill. Get, Rich Hill used to get blisters. All the time. All the time. Yep. And and if you, you can't throw with a blister. No. And so no way, no how. They, uh, th- that's also caused him to miss a number of starts. So, uh, But just so you, if you don't know, I mean, do pay attention to this guy because you could be seeing one of the best overall cumulative stat seasons in history well if you if you think about it like a lot of people said the only the last person that really has done anything that he's done and we can't even compare because we weren't alive is babe ruth right i mean think about it i mean that's one of the only players that have ever started pitching and hit it i mean he's in rarefied air astounding i mean just yeah. Uh, just yeah it, like you think we're seeing you're watching modern myth being created. You really should yeah. pay attention. That's exactly what it is. Um, the other two contenders right now to me are Vlad Jr. and Raphael Devers, both Super. having fantastic yeah. years. Great years, great years. But I, I don't see how Otani doesn't get it. Um, in the NL, um, Tatis Jr. is looking like the favorite, which is amazing when you consider that he's had two extended stints on the DL. Yeah. Um, it's just got, he's guys, the guy is talent. I mean, the contract, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they had. I know it's like locking this guy up for 12 years is not dumb. 
Bryce Harper, your boy, uh, he is the one fueling pretty much the Phillies being he, in it. He is, and then every time they go on the losing streak, he, losing streaks that they go on, because they go on a winning streak for about eight games in the corner. They just lost six on eight games. And he gets, oh, you know, I didn't come here to lose and this and that. Then he gets <laughs> on his winning streaks, and he's hitting both dingers. And he's like, oh, this is why I came to Philly. I want to win. And it's just you watch his Twitter feeds and, and the con- his comments and the interviews. And they go so up and down from day to day. I wonder if he's a, maybe he's a um, not borderline personality, but um, what was Brandon Marshall? Um, oh, uh, 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 darn it! What is that term? Uh, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like being a manic depressive, you right. know, where you get happy and, and then sad all the time. <clears throat> I'm probably just, I'm, I, I'm joking, but um, you know, you never know. It might have some kind of that. Um, he's like he's like an all something. enough, and it's like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this is great. <laughs> right, right. It's like I'm happy or I'm not happy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Max Muncy from the Dodgers having a great year, but yeah. I just not good enough to you know it it there's there's a bit of showmanship that goes into winning the award. So yeah. I, I don't think he's going to get it, but a uh, great season for him. And Jesse Winkler, just kind of a throw in name there. Really? Yeah. I mean, he is in the running, but he won't, he won't win it. But like I say, uh, I don't know terribly too much about him. No, just an outfielder for the, uh, for the Reds. And he and Nick Castellanos pretty much are the offense. I mean, they've got some other players there. Don't get me wrong. And of course, Vato having a, having a resurgent season. Oh, didn't he just, uh, he hit another dinger last night. He actually. did. Yeah. Okay. Guy's fantastic. I had him on my fantasy team. I drafted him as a backup just to be like, okay, you know, in case they need a central in, uh, yeah. center infield corner infielder. And the guy's been a starter since like week yep. three because he's just been fantastic. So um, anyway, that's kind of our coverage of baseball. So just wanted to run over that a little bit. Um, just kind of say our, our piece before yeah. the playoffs roll around. Hopefully we'll have a show uh, as the playoffs are rolling and, uh, See how those wild card uh, match matchups uh, end up finishing out. Before we jump into college football, why don't we jump back to our sports questions? Yeah, we're right at the halfway point, a little right up close to the halfway point here. Do you want to? So, uh, my question was: Which NFL team has won the most opening week games in history? So, well, obviously you have to look back at history, and the first guess you would have would be the Green Bay Pack. So that would be the first guess. That's not going to be my guess. Uh, I'd like to say more along the lines of the San Francisco 49ers had a lot of heyday teams back then where I, I don't think it's going to accumulate enough. I don't want to say Dallas, but it's probably the answer. <laughs> <laughs> See how I'm dancing around that as right. much as I can? Uh, if the Patriots were better before Tom Brady, you'd obviously think they would be in the running. Um, so I'd have to just go out there and say, you know, go with one of the oldest teams and the team owned by the, 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 the city of, uh, of, of this, this owned by the city. Let's go with Green Bay. And it is not Green Bay, um, although I think they were I think they're up there. I think they were in the 30s. I'd, I'd say they're um, probably up there pretty close. But both of these teams, I think, have been around since the very beginning, which is probably gives them an unfair yeah. advantage. So it is the Chicago Bears. OK. That and sense. the New York Giants. That, that they both make sense. Want to take a, just a wild guess at the number? Of o- o- number of opening day? Yeah, they both have the exact same number of opening day wins. Are we talking just NFL or pre-NFL, like football club? That I don't know. Because, like, the Eagles date back to, like, 1938. The Giants date back to probably, like... I put in... I mean, the question I searched was which NFL team has the most wins. Okay. So I'm guessing NFL, but I don't want to, I don't want to like, stick my neck out and say without question. Um, you're probably in... A little bit over 40. Yep. Just like 42, I'd yep. say. That's it. You oh, got wow. it. Nice. Yep. 
Yep. That, that, so. that would make sense. With but those two teams and how long the NFL has been around, mm-hmm. that just sounds kind of about the range. Uh, yeah, I mean, as long as you had to be a team that was back when they were wearing yeah. leather helmets, and, right? And that's why I said that, you know, the Packers would be my first guess. Uh, no, I think it's a good because, guess. And like yeah. you talk about the Niners, it's like the only problem is that the Niners don't think were around long enough. Right. And it's like, yes, right. Bill Walsh and then Seifert, and then they've had some – They had some really good – And then Harbaugh and stuff. It's good, like good, good year. But it's like just because you have a great team doesn't right. mean you're winning week one. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Part of that's just luck. Right. Yep. So uh looks like we got the fireworks going off in college football, getting ready to start these games. I'm actually bummed that I won't have any gambling today uh, because I put down all, uh, too many bets on uh, tomorrow. But oh, I, had, no. <laughs> I had 300 bucks. Uh, you know, I have 300 bucks from winning the transaction fees for my baseball league. So oh, I threw gotcha. that in my gambling account. And then you with the call on Old Miss. Thank you very much. It's the only hey. game I bet. Hit that one. I'll tell um, you what, man. Um, if, I don't have it really on here. But if you're going to watch it, if, if you get any Old Miss game, Ole Miss is going to score a lot of points this year. They did it to Alabama they last year. They look fantastic year. last they, they, week. They've, they've got a great offense. They're not going to play much defense. And But their defense was opportunistic. They were very opportunistic. But like I said, if you go back to last year, they put a hell of a, a lot of points on Alabama. And if you can, if you can, if you can do that, you can play in the yeah. SEC. You know, it's oh, like yeah. you, can, you can challenge. You know? so so. That's, that's a team to look at the spread every week, look at the over-under every single week. And I forgot to do it, and I, I didn't do it last week. I didn't do it this week, and I, I got to remember this. My buddy who went to Alabama, huge Crimson Tide fan, and he told me what I should do is bet on Alabama to cover the spread in the first half of every single game of the year. He said they almost yeah. always are covering that, the first half spread. He said the game wide one probably not. Right, but, but the he first goes, that half, first yeah. half they just put the pedal to the metal. They, and they, they just, they just do. stomp that's, on people. That's just uh, they just they they reload, they restock. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous what they do. Oh, the amount of people that they send into the draft every year is crazy. So, all anyway. right. So my question to you, and and this is a good one. You know, um, right now Rattler from OU, the quarterback, ha- is the odds-on favorite to start the season. Still is to win the Heisman. Who was the last player to go wire to wire to win the Heisman? That's a lot of Oklahoma quarterbacks lately being in the Heisman race or winning it. Yeah, uh, there are. There are. They, they they do they do that they they do that offense where they play no defense in the Big Twelve, and we'll get to a little bit of that with the Big Twelve. These the expansion and expansion <laughs> and, and see how that goes with being a power five conference. Cause I have some thoughts on that, but yeah, the last quarterback to go wire to wire and he still is in the NFL. So I told you my first guess was Cam. It was Newton. Cam Newton. It's not, it's not Cam Newton. No. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks who won Heisman who are in the NFL. Hmm. I mean, is it a super recent guy? Uh, not super recent. I'll give you a hint. Okay. There's a lot of these people from this state in our fantasy league. Or at least a lot of talk. Carson Wentz? No, no, no. Um, Think of Chavez. Yeah. I mean, they're all Eagles fans. You're right. Well, Hertz did, did Hertz win the, the no. Heisman? No, no, no. He wasn't eligible for the Heisman. Oh no, Hertz. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. He was eligible. I thought he meant once. But uh, right. no, just think about think about that college up there at Penn. What's that? Penn State? No, no, no. Well, you're losing me. Are you, are you I, talking about on, on Oregon? Yeah. Oh. Um. 
Who the hell won the Heisman from Oregon? It's one you probably forget about, but it's kind of, frankly, you shouldn't. Because he was really good in college. Gosh, I can't remember anybody but Harrington. Um, oh, you're no, that's too far. Yeah, I give. I don't. I'm not. It's a blank. Marcus Mariota, 2014. Oh, is he still in the NFL? I think he's. he's he was a backup last year. He was a backup. I think he's still a backup somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, boy, that was a boy. That was a bummer year, man. Like Mariota and Cam Newton, right? I mean, yeah. they just both of them just they, they petered just, out. They just never. I mean, Cam had all the skills and so on and so forth. Uh, it just. He was an opportunistic player to break plays and make plays happen. I feel personally Cam Newton's biggest hindrance was too much confidence. Yes. And I say that because I saw him on Super Password, the celebrity Super Password of Strahan, and he was – and he and his partner or whatever lost all four of the games that he was in. You know, they never made it to the, the winning circle or whatever. And he was always very nonchalant. And kind of like, oh, we got this. Well, you know? well, well look, and, how, look how he dresses at his press conference. Oh, I mean, I give, him, I give him a plus for that. He give, him a, give him a plus, but, I mean, that's, that, that, that exudes confidence it when does. you just look at him. It does. He's dressing like a pimp like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he dresses fantastic, actually. But, yeah. but no, I, I, no, you're absolutely right. I just, yeah, I just get that feeling that he's just a little yeah, too pompous. I would you get know? that. I mean, he got the nickname Scam Newton from uh, all those I, with, with, yes. his, with his, uh, everything and, and supposedly taking money or not in Joe, Ju, Juco. But um, you just – I don't know. He, you just get one of those things where he's a little overconfident. You know, we'll get when we get to the end of the NFL. I've heard some rumors on of Patriots camp from people that are really close to the Patriots about what would be really, interesting. It does seem something weird happened. Yeah, what was really going on there, and it yeah. actually makes a, a lot of sense ah. when you start thinking about. All it. right, all right, cool. So, nice little teaser. Yeah, it's a little teaser there for you. Cool. Good questions. Yeah, that that, that, that was fun. I like those a lot. Do paging through everything here. You want to go into we can shoot through college and go right in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. So week one we had a lot of big name matchups. Obviously Alabama Miami was a huge matchup uh, during that was the U or was that Ohio? That was the U. Okay. DeAndre King coming back from his knee operation. Miami ranked very high and Alabama destroyed him. This wasn't even a game. Um, Hands down and think about Alabama. They their starting quarterback now. Granted, Mac Jones beat out the five-star recruit who's playing now. Who's gonna, he's making six figures in the NIL uh, agreement that he basically has. Um, Najee Harris, Waddle, and Smith as receivers that all went, not to mention uh, line, their, their, their the center. Their, yeah, I mean, they lost so many people off that team, and they just reload. It's, it's absolutely just ridiculous what they do um and, and we'll get into the when we get to the a&m game we'll kind of give you the the synopsis of what's that because they're both in the the uh sec west uh georgia clemson if you took the under in this game, you were loving <laughs> life now clemson has some people hurt on the offensive line and they rushed for about two yards i think after the sacks were counted um i mean they lost a lot of talent yeah and, and georgia too. has a quarterback that wants to break out, but we don't know if he's going to break out yet, but they have a great defense. So Georgia plays in the SEC East. Alabama's in the West. So you, we could be looking at, if, if Georgia runs their table, we could be looking at a, a Georgia-Alabama game in there unless A&M has something to say about it. Alabama's in the West. I wouldn't have thought about that, but yep. that, I guess that makes sense. I mean, uh, Alabama, LSU, A&M. 
Missouri, Missouri is in the West. Yeah. A and M's where Johnny Manziel came from. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know that was a that was a game that had a whole lot of hype and a whole lot of defense um, that some say lived up to it, some say didn't, but. I was expecting that kind of a game. I wasn't expecting a shootout from those two teams. Just Clemson scoring three points is a little that that is counterintuitive. And, and, well, here's the thing: and Clemson's not going to probably get another ranked opponent until they play in the ACC championship game. That's the Jeez, that's, that's the worrisome hard to come back on. That's the worrisome part for Clemson. They're going to get it right. They'll probably run the table, but they're going to go into the but ACC you don't beat championship. Anybody. Now, who's going to be there? Because Miami already has a loss. North Carolina, who I was all over their quarterback. They lost to Virginia Tech, and that might be um, Virginia Tech's crowd coming back into that because they have one of the, the, the best opening understandmen. You know, when they come in, they always look for that thing. They got their signature win this year against North Carolina. As, as, as how high that day. They were touted. And that understandman thing got pretty viral. Oh, God, yeah. It's all, I mean, Metallica came on with the, the, the hokey lunchbox the one time, even before the Notre Dame game a couple of years ago. So, and, you know, one of the things that I really like, the Notre Dame-FSU game, they honored Bobby Bowden. Of course, Bobby Bowden um, had pancreatic cancer and passed away. Great coach. Um, he also had a long bout with COVID, as we talked about COVID earlier. Um, so, you know, he, uh, he was honored in this game, and they played Notre Dame. They lost Notre Dame 41-38. This is where... He hit the field goal. Um, they called the timeout, or they, they called the penalty to move it closer um, because of, I forget what happened now off the top of my head, but then he missed the closer field goal to keep it that way. But Notre Dame has a Wisconsin transfer Damn quarterback, Jesus. and this is why I'm going to lead into the segue here with uh, Penn State for the first time since uh, the year 2000. They went ahead and played a ranked opponent on the road, and they ended up winning a really strange game. The first half they had – the first half they may have had 48 total yards. And in the second half, they just lit it up. Um, they've got some great receivers over there. So Wisconsin's an unknown because they decided the one win, the one of their quarterbacks went to Notre Dame in the transfer portal, and then the other one stayed there. And Penn State's defense was, looked awesome the whole game no matter what. I mean, they were just on top of everything. You're getting stops left and right. And then in the final two uh, possessions, they picked the ball off. Uh, and, and Penn State looked great. Penn State's in a little bit. They play Ball State today at Beaver. It could be a little bit of a trap game for them uh, just because they're coming off a win that big because they never play teams that early in the season. Um, they just don't do it. So, right. You know, did, did they blow their load and then you yeah? Know, so you come know, down next week they're going to play Auburn, which is awesome. They're going to play Auburn in Happy Valley, but then they're going to play Villanova. Villanova is an FC, FCS team down by Philadelphia, and they're known for basketball. I was going to say that. Yeah. I didn't know they had a basketball team. So you know that's the big thing. The one that I really liked, and this I was high on this one, and I hit the over and the spread. UCLA thirty-eight, LSU twenty-seven. Chip Kelly got his signature win in that one. And Ed uh, Cocho for LSU got caught on camera screaming sissy blue at the UCLA fans before <laughs> the game. And he really did. Um, but look out for UCLA in the Pac-12 this year. They were stacked last year, and they have mostly everyone coming back. And they are a good team. So Chip Kelly coming back to college is putting together a program. And it's nice to see UCLA and not USC as the front runner there. Now it's UCLA building a great thing. They put a lot of fans in the Rose Bowl out there. I was really, I was really happy to see it. And Chip Kelly did take Oregon to the championship game, right? Yes. He took Mariota. 
and they just they but they lost yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. that was the Iowa State game, which is another game this weekend. You know, and the the, the big one over there. And wait, is, wait, wait! They're playing Oregon State this week. No, they're, uh, Oregon's oh. going to play Ohio State this week. That's, oh, that's the one. Oh, that's a so, big game. Now here's the thing with Oregon. So they're number one. Who's the, 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 the overall maybe number one draft pick? Got hurt last week. So Oregon had a very tough time with Fresno State. And who is that? Uh, I have to get his name off the thing because I forgot to write that one down. Okay. Um, so Oregon only won 31-24 against Fresno State in Eugene last week, and then he got hurt. Uh, so right now, if you look at the Week 2 matchup, because this is one of the, the, the good ones, um, you know, Oregon is going to come into Ohio State 12 number versus number 3. It's OSU, Ohio State minus 14 and a half. So that's a big spread. It is, but Oregon had a lot of trouble with Fresno State on offense last week. Yeah. And Ohio State, after Minnesota held tough in the first, just opened up that big play offense against them in the second. And this game has the potential to get out of hand if Oregon is not on their game, just mm-hmm. because it's in the horseshoe. And anyone knows about playing in the horseshoe. If you get down in the horseshoe, you can get down big fast. That's just you're talking a hundred thousand people, and you're talking a raucous crowd no matter what. So this one, if you want to go looking for a, for a stretch, this one could get out of hand. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. It might get out of hand. Um, Oregon needs a good showing. Uh, you know, after last week and a little bit after everything else, uh, they, they kind of need a good showing. Where game day is right now, right up here. And as you're, you're looking, everyone across the board, Ashton Kutcher is the guest uh, picker on game day here. So if you're looking at they're picking the Ohio State-Oregon game, everyone is picking Ohio State across the board right now. Wow, except for maybe vote. Actually, I don't think Herb Street can pick this one because he might. No, I'm sorry. This is on Fox, so Herb Street can pick this. When Herb Street does a game, announces a game, he can't pick the game. Oh. So that's one of the things. So, But that's across the board right there. Well, 77% of fans. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's like I said, it's one of those things where if, if Oregon gets jumped on, look out because it might just get ugly. With the, Ohio State has so many big play opportunities all over the field. It's it's just one so of those You can't things. let your guard down you for a few you seconds. Can, you can't. And like I said, with, with how hard Oregon had it with Fresno State last week, Boy, it's it's one of those games where you're circling, going, boy, that really. I'm like, oh, I want a good game. I want a good game. I want a good game. <laughs> boy, but that could get ugly. Yeah. If it gets ugly, it's just gonna get ugly. Yep. So you know, yeah. the, and we all know those games. You know, all of a sudden it's like it's like the the Alabama Miami game where we're like, oh, you know what, Miami might be back. We might do it. This that the other thing. And all of a sudden it just it's an, uh, Miami was never even in that. I mean, <laughs> they couldn't do anything. And then you have the Iowa Iowa State game, and this is this is a 68 meeting of this team. And it's the first time in the history of the rivalry that they're coming in both ranked, which is a little surprising to me. So it kind of shows you the kind of the desperation of Iowa state to stay on the map, being in the big 12 with Texas and Oklahoma leaving to go to the sec and with UCF, Houston, BYU and Cincinnati coming into the big 12 so this game I went touch with a 10-foot pole. You know, it's a minus four, or Iowa State's a favorite by minus four. I wouldn't touch this game and come in anywhere near this game because you're I, talking about your little brother trying to beat your big brother, and it's in Ames. I did send your uh, gambling picks out to Pete because Pete's oh, okay. uh, doing a free parlay. Oh, nice. I need two college, I need two college <laughs> picks. I'm like, oh, here you go. Yeah, go for it. But, you know, this is an interesting game just for the whole state of Iowa. Um, you know, they, 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 they deserve a good both ranked teams here um, playing in a, a good 
all Iowa game. You know, this is a, this is a rivalry that well, not a I lot mean, of people and being know ranked, about. being yeah. ranked one after the other. That's that makes for excitement because yeah. like, like you know, I said, really are matched up. It's an it's it's a rivalry that a lot of people just you never think of because they've never always they've never been good at the same time. Why and, is that? Why is Austin Kutcher on uh, game day? Uh, he. He he a big fan, well, he went to Iowa, I think. I'm not sure. Oh. what the, I forget what the story was. I was actually, what was I doing? I think I was tweeting out um, the show when they when they were telling us about Austin Kutcher. So, but yeah, you know, this is going to be a good game. I, you know, this is the only top uh, top ten uh, matchup today. So it's it's ten versus nine. So only top the 10. only two top teams in the top ten that are yeah. facing each other. Only two. The SEC kind of has has a little bit off. If you really want to get out there, I mean. Alabama's favored by 53 over Mercer, and if you know, basically, if you think Mercer can score six points or be with the over under, you might you could you could gamble a little bit on that if you wanted to. But you know, let's go to the game that I'm gonna I leave here and I go down see Texas A&M at, at CU. Now they kept saying it's Folsom this morning. No, it's at Mile High. No, I was gonna say I know it's not at Folsom. No, they made a big deal yeah, about that on the fan. Yeah. So we know. CU had a little bit of a tough time last week with uh, Northern Colorado, Eddie, Eddie Max team. Um, I mean, they, I mean, they, 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 they got. I mean, the end, they just kind of destroyed them. Yeah, you know, they ran the ball really, really well, um, but they didn't pass the ball very well. And this is where you have to look at Levante Chanel and then Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice in this game. They're going to have to have some big games to catch them. They want to hang in this game. The, the spread is uh, was, it was 16 and a half. It's up to 17. I didn't know that was Jerry Rice's son. Yes, actually. My friend, he doesn't like to be known. He wants to make his name for himself. My huh. friend uh, who wants to drop.com um, is actually, they, he's, he's sponsoring him in the NIL. What is the NIL? It's um, the image, paying the players for their likeness and image. Ah. Gotcha. Is what it is. Gotcha. So, you know, he was on the team last year, and he, he got some good airplay. Uh, he had a good game against San Diego State, if I remember right, because I, I heard it. I heard it because I, I listened to a lot of CU games, and with, you know, on the radio. I love listening to radio calls for games a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Um, I, actually, I, I like it almost more. It's just because, you know, you get the description. You get all that. Well, you know, there's like there's the, almost so many big plays. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you think about the old-school baseball announcers way back in the day, you know, from – you know, Ebbets Field or, or anything like that. And it's, it's just a lot of fun listening to, to the radio call. Like I Especially if they have a lot game. of background knowledge and they can tell yeah. you stories all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this is a really interesting game. Um, the last time they played was back in 09. Um, the first, so it was the first matchup since 09. And, uh, you know, A&M has two stud running backs. They're both over 100 last week. Um, they've got a new quarterback, as Kellen Mond was their quarterback last year. He got drafted by the Colts, so he's mm-hmm. a Colts backup right now. Um, but they look good. You know, they didn't look great, but they look good. The only problem with them is if they don't beat Alabama, they, and Alabama runs the table, they have no shot of getting in the SEC championship, just like last year. And so it's almost impossible to leapfrog into the play into the playoff that Basically, way. Basically, they were the fifth team on the outside looking in at the fours, uh. at the four teams. So, you know, A&M's got to win every single game. Yeah, we know Von Miller's and, pulling hard for Oh, him. yeah, yeah, I know. And and Von even said it. He's like, you know what? If CU and CSU want to get some respect, you got to go play some SEC teams and this and that. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know just to bring up CSU, um, they got pounded by South Dakota uh, 
statement. That was not pretty. No, that was embarrassing a little bit. I don't really want to say anything bad about them because they're the kind <laughs> of the, the little brother to see. They're just state university here. Right. And it just, they just, they got manhandled. It, it just looked bad. No, in every, front of a big crowd too. Every once in a while, you know, Sonny made him look good. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, it, it's just hard, man, when you don't have, you don't have the, the player talent. Yeah. So, and, and if you want to text some more bets here, um, and the Pac-12 after dark, I love this. UNLV and number 23, Arizona State, a 54.5 over under. Take the over in that any day. Yeah, that's you, the one I sent. Them, oh, yeah. okay, okay, good. Uh, the, uh, you know Arizona State's going to put over 30 points on the board, and UNLV has some playmakers now actually on offense. You know, they get to advertise Allegiant Stadium now where the right. Raiders play, not the old Silver Board or Sam Boyd Stadium. With- and if you get popular, you can get a – Sponsorship, yep. Yeah, exactly. So I love the over in that one. And then Utah and BYU, Utah's only favored by seven. I think Utah covers. So this is the uh, Mormon holy war, as, you, <laughs> as, as they call it out there in the uh, great state of Utah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm surprised. I, 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 it's, it's a, I think a lot of people are putting money on BYU, but we all know Zach Wilson is with the Jets now. Uh, yep. They had to play a makeshift because they were – and independent, um, you know, cause, uh, because they, you know, just like the Texas has Longhorn Division, uh, BYU went independent because they have their own television network that they did right. that. And they wanted to schedule other people. Now, last year, that screwed them, um, where they finally got a game where Coastal Carolina had their team had COVID, so they needed to schedule one. BYU had an open date, so BYU played Coastal. Coastal beat them. And the last five the seconds uh, of the game. Uh, so uh, Coastal Carolina is 2-0 right now. They beat Kansas in Coastal last night. Uh, be 49-22. Where the hell is Coastal? Coastal, Myrtle Beach. Where? And in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach? Oh, yeah. Has a college? Oh, yeah. They won a baseball national championship a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah, I, I never watched baseball yeah, national yeah. championships. I don't know why. Yeah. But, no, I mean, yeah, so that, that's a good team to bet this year, too, because they're not going to really play. They're going to play Louisiana, but they don't have any real big names on the schedule. Um, so on and so forth. You know, the other thing I really want to say, because we have to talk about it, you know, OU and Texas are going to join the SEC, which Texas has to drop the Longhorn Network. That was one of the big things. Texas had to do something because they're losing recruits to A&M left and right out of the state. Just because of the competition they're going to get to face and then chances of getting drafted. Basically, you know, A&M's stance was come play for us and not for them because you can get a chance to play for a national title and your chances of getting to the NFL are a lot better. Um, for OU is can they compete in and out? Because look at the game last week with Tulane. I mean, and it wound up being 40-35. OU took their foot off the gas, but OU has a, a problem with taking the foot off the gas. Kansas State brings a game to mind two years ago uh, where they just kind of slid through, and all of a sudden Kansas State beat them. Um, and then Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, and Houston, they will join the Big 12. Now, what I would say with Iowa State and Oklahoma State, do you want to stay in there because it doesn't really look like a power five conference and those teams really don't do anything for you. That's the right. big question like, for that. BYU is going to be like the big team. That's the question for me on that one. I mean, when you start looking at it, how much respect are they going to get? I mean, you're getting respect because of Oklahoma and Texas and how, how well you do against them. Other than that though, I, I don't know. So, you know, it's going to be interesting coming up with uh, the PAC 12, the big 10 and the ACC uh, you know, they're going to, their alliance is basically, they're going to start scheduling, which they already are, 
start scheduling more games against each other to, to try to, and compete to, with the SEC. Well, to get their, to get their schedules better than they are, yeah. basically, is what they really had to do. Because you look at you know you look at like I said, the SEC, you have your cupcake cupcake schedules this weekend, right? So you know, but the SEC is kind of starting to become like what the professional soccer was talking about doing with like Bayern and Barcelona and Madrid and you know, all those great teams. Yeah. And like forming a super league, it's kind of what the SEC that's, is. That's pretty know. much what it is. So they, everyone had to kind of do something. It's going to be interesting to see how, how how the Big Twelve does, you know, pan out with those teams. And I would say, I mean, if, if I were Iowa State and I were Oklahoma State, I might be looking at the Big Ten and saying, "Do you guys want to expand?" Right. Quite frankly, because you know Iowa become the Big Twenty. Yeah, because right there you have two teams that would fit perfectly in um, to to them. Uh, just because of the relevance of Iowa, Iowa State, which we just saw game day at, and then Oklahoma State, they're right there where they they could play in the Big Ten West too. And you've got Nebraska, you you have Iowa, um, you've got Wisconsin, you got Northwestern. Northwestern is always hit or miss. Yeah, you didn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's like a nice little pocket up there on the it, top. It is, you a, know? it is a pocket. It, that's that's what it is. So I don't know. That's the college football wrap up. I got to tell you, it's it's an interesting weekend. Last weekend was an interesting weekend. This weekend's another one. I so. think we're seeing kind of what we saw in the NFL last year and that we saw in baseball this year, and that is the good teams came out rolling because without the off season like time to practice and really get things going the year before and everything, it's like you can just see the teams that had a well oiled system. Mm-hmm were the ones that were able to get back into it. And the ones yeah. that are still building their culture and things like that, they just, it, it, they just lost it. They lost, they fell behind. And, and like I said, it's going to be interesting seeing how we talked about COVID earlier with these stadiums being, I mean, Penn state holds 106, 107,000 people. Right. Are we getting some super spreader events? I mean, I mean, I mean who knows? It, it's one of those things, you know, all of a sudden, we'll, and we'll touch on this in the NFL because I know one of the questions is about, you know, quarterbacks and COVID, um, you know, what's going to happen in the course of the season, just because we saw last year of, you know, how many teams, especially the SEC teams, how many teams had to change their schedule down there because of COVID concerns. Ohio State almost didn't get in the playoff because they didn't, they only had five games, but they gave them the except exemption. Um, against oh, because you had to have at least six. Yes. So, you know, do we get into a situation like that again? Do we not? You know, the, the, the whole the whole thing with, with COVID is, is our fu- the future is so unknown. We're, we're in such uncharted territory. And, you know, that kind of brings our COVID conversation around again. It does. It just it, – it, it's going to be a great question. It's a good segue to the NFL. It's yeah, the same it question. is it's like you know, you've got these quarterbacks. And I don't know why – I mean, I'm sure it's not just quarterbacks. Sure that just quarterbacks doing this, I think they're just getting the most press. Yeah. But why are quarterbacks seeming to be the ones that don't want to get vaccinated? You've got Kirk Cousins won't do it. He's lost his sponsorships because he was yeah. sponsored by a hospital yes, um, up there. And they're like, well, we can't sponsor you if you're not going to promote the vaccine. Carson Wentz, I don't know if he has or hasn't. I'm not sure if he's even said, but he's like vocally against like mandating it, you know. And um, I understand some of the concerns that some people have, but it's like, the amount of complications that have happened to people have been microscopic. And if you are a super superb athlete, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen to you? I mean, your, your body is not, you know, it's not going to get knocked down by something tiny. Now, you know, is it, could something freakish always happen? I'm sure. I mean, anytime you're doing anything with medicine, something freakish could happen. You could have an ailment that never appears in any way, shape or form, 
until you're given a certain drug or something. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, he had this problem, but we didn't know. You we know? didn't know. Exactly. It happens all the time. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. I mean, it happens enough because there's you know, for almost 340 million people here. But um, anyway, um, interesting to think about what happens the first time a quarterback is not allowed to play, you know, and I guess it makes you think like they should always have one quarterback, like a third stringer, that every team should have one on the practice squad that's ready to actually play and be like, you don't, you know, you always sit all the way across the room. Yeah. You always stay in a hotel room way down, or you don't, you don't travel with the team. Um, you don't go to certain events. You know, you're, you're, you're well, there. You we, know. we had this happen to us last year with the Broncos. It was ridiculous. They, the New Orleans game where they didn't have a border pass. That was, that was ridiculous. And yeah. it was interesting. That, I mean, there was I think some stories came out about why the NFL made them do that, which was just ridiculous. But um, it was, yeah, it was just, it, it just, that was stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, so opening week, um, I, I actually covered this a bit before you got here, so we don't really need to spend time on that. But just a quick recapping is that Brady looked wonderful, looked just like Brady has always looked, just right out, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate looked fantastic. I mean, he was just on target. I mean, he did throw a couple of picks, although the four net pick, I mean, how do you blame a quarterback when you're when you're when your player pops the ball up in the air. I mean, yeah, you can't really blame him for that. And he should have caught that ball. So, um, and I'm not trying to hate on Fournette. I'm just no. saying that's not Brady's fault. Um, and then Dak, I, I was saying this, this, uh, this morning before you got here, I know you love Dak. I know he's your favorite player. Um, but I think it's about time to say, you know, I mean, he's got to, he's got to keep doing it this season, but he came out almost looking like he never got hurt. Yeah. He looked great. He did look great. He threw, I mean, they kept him on the pitch count because he had that baseball. That lat, and, yep. yep. He had that lat injury, so they had to keep him on the pitch count. He didn't play any preseason. And for people who don't know, that injury in baseball is terrible. Yes. Like, it, it, it can put you, your pitcher on the sideline for three months, four months. Now, in football, you're not doing the same range of motion when you throw a football as you are with a baseball. Yep. So, I mean, because a football is an arm throw a lot, whereas a, yep. a baseball is a whole body throw. Right. And, I mean, I know you have to set your feet and everything in football. I'm saying is the power kind of comes from the arm. And so, in baseball, it doesn't. I mean, he went 42 of 58 to 403, three touchdowns and a pick. I mean, he looked great. great numbers. I, I'll tell you what, I'm surprised they let him throw the ball that much. But I'll tell you, they knew because they um Martin was down on their line, and, and Collins is going to get suspended for five games. But he's, he's going to. But Zeke only had eleven touches for thirty-three. They almost knew Dude, going into that, that game. That was they, weird. They they knew going into that game that they really weren't going to be able to throw. The but what's his name? McCarthy is that the is the coach? Yeah. Um, I think he's an idiot, and I think I'm I think I'm agreeing with Aaron Rodgers and his dislike of the guy. Yeah. Because you had a few short yardage situations where you ended up passing the ball. Yeah. And, yes, I mean, I know they almost won the game. They actually only lost it because of field goal in the last few seconds. It was just like you have one of the most talented running backs, and I know that he fell off last year, but yeah. they have, I mean, the, the word out of independent reporters and everything is Zeke came in looking like an Adonis, like he is yep. in the best shape of I, his life. I heard the same thing. That he has been tearing it up in camp, just making people just miss and just knocking people over. And, you you know, you didn't let him play that much. Now, I know the Dallas line is not this year what it was in past years. No. Um, they've got that guy now being sent out for suspension for five games. That's really going to hurt losing the right that's, tackle. That's Collins. Yeah. yeah they're, and and, and they're, they're two vaunted linemen, which you may know their names. I don't. I think it's the left tackle and left guard. And Martin was out. But they uh, – those guys are they're not who they were. I mean, right. 
and it's not, I mean, it just happens to everybody, right? You get old, you know, you just, you know. It's, and it's not, not the same line of use. Right. It doesn't mean they're not good. It just means that they're not the top of the cream of the crop anymore. And that's when, why, you know, I've, I've heard this batted around on sports shows. You know, can, can Zeke be the elite back that he was a couple years ago? Or is he just going to be your normal workhorse back now? And I think because of the, because of the personnel they have, he's going to be that just normal workhorse back. Because we're seeing that a lot more where these two teams abandoned the run because Fournette didn't do anything right? special. No, I mean, he was, I, and I have both of them on one fantasy team, and it was just terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, and these two teams set out knowing they weren't running the ball. I, it was also really interesting. They almost feel like I didn't see Ronald Jones run at all, No, which is really like, did. wow. I mean, but I guess, I mean, Brady was on target and Antonio Brown looks like, boy, I, I feel stupid for not like targeting him more in draft because oh. boy, he looks like he's back to Antonio Brown. Good Lord. I and mean, Gronk too. I mean, Gronk. Get turned back. Turn back. He <laughs> looks like he didn't like in his prime. Yeah. You know, last year, Gronk didn't look that good, but I think a year off to let his body recover, then one year of kind of I easing mean, into it and getting back into it, and now I think he is ready to roll. He was running straight down the seam there with no one on him. Dude, he was burning uh, <laughs> Micah Parsons. Yeah. And then just – and then just, and, it was gone. But, and, but let's, let's also be honest. That throw that Brady had to him right over the shoulder when he was running across the middle after, after burning Parsons, and then his pass to Antonio that oh. went out of bounds that he threw like in a super high arc, those were precise. Decision ball. They, they really were. I mean, Brady looked. I mean, keep eating your avocados. Yeah. I don't know where you're avocado getting, ice cream. I, baby. I don't even know where you're getting your avocado. If you're not getting them from Mexico, wherever you're, don't let anyone know where you're getting them from. No. Except for us, dude. He looks. <laughs> Brady looks amazing. Looks amazing. He, he, I mean, I, there's just no more. There's no more argument. I mean, I've always tried to push Montana as the greatest ever. Yes. I'm sorry. I just can't anymore. Brady and, is the best quarterback we'll ever see. And and you know, especially playing for New England all those years, and yep. right now sitting out here. I yep. mean, I I've, I've, I've lived in, in Colorado except for a two year stint since '98. I and and you know you, you kind you of moved here the same year I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we kind of get that stint of you hate Tom Brady. It's like right. You can look at him going, how can you hate the guy? I know, and I, and I was a hater for a while. It was just like it was so annoying. But, I mean, the last, like, four or five years on the Patriots, it was just like, well, dude, I mean, the guy is in it every – I mean, so did you hear the stat at the game? I don't know if you watched the game or not, but the oh, yeah, stat that they told, I've, this is shocking. He has never started a game where his team was eliminated from the playoffs. Yes, I heard that stat. I heard that stat. That's freakish. Yeah. And you think about the team, the year they missed the playoffs, they went 11-5 and five when yep. he got hurt in week one. Exactly. Um, yeah, they still went 11-5. and five, but Yeah, um, and they had 22 passing first downs in this game on Thursday night. Yes, <laughs> amazing. Um, it, but it, it does make me concerned that um, that running is going to be disappearing from yes, the game. That, um, that's, that's 100%. I, and, I agree with you. And it also uh, – but it also makes me optimistic that they are not going to vastly increase holding calls back where they were two years ago. Right. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as lenient as last year, but I think they're going to they're going to roll back slow. And we saw a lot of penalties in that game, but yeah. they weren't your, your typical holding calls. So let's jump to our five burning questions, and we, let's not spend too much time on any of these because we're getting down to the last like ten minutes or so. So let's start with the Broncos. So I've got five burning questions that I put down for the Broncos. I, I let you put down the questions for the Eagles. Uh, so barring injury, will two-glove Teddy, or is it Teddy two-glove? I'm not sure how you say his last name. If you don't know why, Teddy Bridgewater wears gloves on both his throwing hand and his non-throwing hand. Uh, barring an injury, will Teddy be the starting quarterback all year? I'm going to go with no. Yeah, I agree. Just because I think they're gonna they're gonna start feeling they need some firepower, um, I get starting Teddy early because 
If you minimize mistakes, your defense should win against the Giants, the uh, the Jaguars, and the Jets. I mean, you should win. It's an interesting opening day matchup for the Broncos going into MetLife. It is. So it's going to be very Jake, passionate. Saquon might not play that much because he's he's not going to play that much. Yet. No. Um, and you're but looking it's, at nine eleven. It is. It's, it's an interesting matchup for the Broncos. So. Yep, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I did put my money on the Broncos uh, just to give you one of my bets. But uh, that's always that. That one's actually kind of a personal homer bet. I try not to bet on the Broncos a lot because then it's like doubly painful if they lose. That's but, why I don't bet on the Eagles or Penn yeah, State. Yep. Yeah, but <laughs> but the first week I'll do it. The first week for fun. Uh, Von Miller will he rekindle his career this year? I think he does. I think he does. I think he's um, I think he's in great health. And uh, from everything he's he's been talking about and the way he looks, I, I think he does. I think he's a little bit pissed at the Broncos, and I think he kind of is thinking about going somewhere else to finish his yeah. career. And the best way to do that is to have a nice season. Yeah, and so. I, I know Chubb is um, Chubb is I think listed as probable for Sunday. <sighs> yeah, Chubb's a concern, man. That knee is not quite back to where right. it was, and then I don't know if it's the knee that's keeping him out. I think it's an ankle or something. But um, anyway, I mean, would like to see Chubb not get hurt for a season. That'd be mm-hmm. nice. Um, Bronco, will the Bronco offense exceed an average of 20 points per game scored? There is offense. No, there is no reason they shouldn't with all the weapons they have right now. Couldn't I, agree I, more. I've got to say that. I mean, you look at you look at tight end, receiver, running back. Stacked. They are stacked. They Every really, position. really are. Yep. Every position. There. And, and, the, and the line, this might be the first year we go in saying the line is not the problem. Because the old line has yeah. been the problem. Yeah, yeah. But yep. you know, they it looks like they may not be the problem. They may have finally built an offensive line. Um, Bronco defense does it end up top five overall in the NFL? I'm going to go with no, but they're going to be real close. I'm going to go like seven or eight, and overall in the NFL, just because of playing the Chiefs. And basically, <laughs> good point. Uh, playing the Chiefs, and I think the Chargers are due for a breakdown season. Um, you're playing the NFC East this year as your non-conference rival. <laughs> so I mean, Loving you're going gonna to get the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, you'll get the Cowboys, but not much else. Um, so, yeah, but shit, you, the Cowboys you, will, will throw a lot. Yeah, then that's exactly what they're going to do. But I think the Chargers are, are, are a breakout team this year with um with a. Uh, Who'd you call it? Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. I think they're, they're a breakout team this year, no matter what. So I, I, I think I've a lot of them. And Eckler is now uh, looking better to play. Um, Boy, I think. hope so, because that hammy, hammies are a long-term problem for a running back. Um, I agree on the Broncos. I don't quite think that they're going to be there, but I think that they are a top-five fantasy defense. Oh, fantasy. I think yeah, we're going to see a strong that. number of sacks, and I think you're going to see a very good secondary mm-hmm. i think patrick certain is going to be defensive player of the year uh, i think he's going to shock some people i i, I could see that very I mean, easily i guess that wouldn't really be a shock but i mean like i think he's going to shock people how fast he gets good or yeah. how fast he dominates games he's a very smart kid and the broncos have three excellent corners including certain they've even got a, a nice backup you know guy who's hurt right now um and then they've got two very nice safeties very strong aerial safeties so broncos should have a, a stifling air attack or air defense. Um, we'll see how many turnovers it creates, but that's a big problem for the Broncos last year and a couple of years before, not a lot of turnovers. They need to start turning that ball over, getting the offense good field position, and then the offense needs to damn score the ball. Stop turning it over in the, in the red zone. I don't care if it's Teddy yeah. or Drew Locke. They just seem to turn the ball over in the red zone. Um, last question. 
do the Broncos finish above 500? Because you can't finish 500 anymore. Exactly, you can't finish 500. Uh, yes, I think they do because they're going to be playing the NFC East. I, good point. Good, 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 good prognosis. Yep. Because right now you're looking at the Cowboys and Washington as the front runners, and the Cowboys are only like 47%, and Washington's only like 36 and then you drop down to like 17 for the, the Giants and like yeah. nine for the Eagles. Bonus questions real quick. <laughs> Bonus question. Do the Broncos finally get a win against the Chiefs this year? I think they can. I, I know the Chiefs. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know the Chiefs uh, shored up that offensive line because it was glaring in the Super Bowl. Boy, that was something. But they overhauled the whole line in one offseason. It's like, how come nobody else can do yeah. that? I, I think they can. I, like I said, I, they have so much talent at all the key positions except for quarterback. Right. Um, that there's no reason that they can't surprise a bunch of teams out there. You know, nope. on any given week, they can because they have that good talent. They've got great speed at receiver. They've got great running backs now. And they have great tight ends. Yeah, I think that Javante Williams could take over number one duties by week four. I, I, I'd agree with you. I should say I'm hoping for that. Yeah. Um, so how about our five burning Eagles questions? All right. So Jalen Hurts, the 34-ranked quarterback, does he start the whole season? And if not, is it Flacco or Menchu? I think Menchu comes in, but only because I think Hertz gets hurt yeah. at least once for a short period. I think Hertz hurts. I don't think he's a long-term answer. I don't think he's going right. to be that good. I think he will be okay. I think he will look a lot better than they looked last year. I think so. I think I agree with you on that. I think what we're going to see is he'll put up some good fantasy numbers. Yeah. But when it, when he comes down to wins and losses for the Eagles, mm, right, he'll be passing a lot in, in games that are hot behind. Right, and not to mention he's going to be scrambling, and if he takes that hit, right. So you right. Know, you always said, okay, so can the offensive line stay healthy? I mean, Jordan uh, Malata, he's in a contract year right now. Kelsey as center. You've got a you drafted a guy that is from. Um, um, from Alabama that's been hurt regardless through his career. Right. Uh, and, and they've been makes, makeshift this, you know, a, 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 a sieve, a sponge offensive line the last few years where they just couldn't keep anyone healthy. No. That, that, so, and we, Broncos were the a key example of that before. No offensive, no offensive line, no team. Yeah. And then, you know, will Devonta Smith, break the wide receiver drought that the Eagles have been doing now, um, you know, coming in early round draft picks. Can they finally uh, break the lion's curse? Yeah. Exactly. I think he can. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's got that talent. We'll, we'll see if the size matters. Yeah. That's the only, the only question is, is going to be the size. I think you're right on that one too. And who's going to, you know, emerge as the leading tight end. Zach Ertz from, from, draft day has That's a been, weird situation going yeah on. he's been rumored to be on the way out the door we've got people lined up that want a him. weird situation you've got godert and then then you have this this long this kid tyree jackson for a long-term contract maybe wouldn't who's that got be great wouldn't he's it be funny if he stuff. emerged <laughs> it's just man i mean you look at it and go on man you got to pick someone to look at there you right, know, you just you know, Ertz either has to be traded or he's got to you got to do something with him because he's old now. He's something. Old. Yep. Yep. So yep. the last question there, and and this one's for me personally, and <laughs> I, I didn't even put any quotes from the Bleak Green Mafia on here that I'm a friend of friends of a page on on Facebook of because they're talking Super Bowl and shit and shit like that, and that's not happening. Um, can they go? <laughs> can they go better than four and thirteen? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and I went down the schedule and I looked at, it, I said, there's four wins on here. Definite. And then I was like, well, I can push it to six. Maybe six is what I see. Yeah. I could, I could see six. 
But I'm being realistic. And my friend Petey, from, uh, he, he lives down, uh, he's not really a, a Dallas fan, but he lives down in Arlington. And he always, he, he's the, my friend that, that ch- chops. It's too bad we didn't have Chi-Town Mike on here because oh, yeah. uh, he's, he's pumping the Eagles. And it's like, like both him and Anderson were, were both hard after uh, Miles Sanders for running back. And I'm like, yeah. is that really a guy that I, you should see as a high-value target? I, I, mean, I didn't see him as a high-value target. So, I, I mean. RB2, sure. Yeah, but, it, it was, it's just one of those things. It's like, where are you going to pull the wins? Because you're playing the AFC West yeah, I, this yeah. year. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, before we run out of time, I just want to run over my gambling picks. So uh, I, I did put money overs, Green Bay versus the Saints at 49.5. Take the overs, boys. We're going to see some points. Uh, take the Chiefs up to a 6.5 favorite. They are a 5.5 favorite right now. They may move up to 6.5 by the time we get to the game. But, hey, Andy Reid, when he comes out of the offseason, he's got some nice new tricks. Yep. Mahomes is designed for his system. The system designed for Mahomes, they're going to score some big-time points. Yep. Uh, I know it's the Browns, and the Browns are better, but it's going to roll. And Odell might not play. And that even – well, shit, that should make things better for the Browns because uh, Landry becomes a good player when Odell's not there. And then uh, take the overs in Pittsburgh versus yep. the Buffalo Bills at the 48.5 over-under. I, I like I that I would one. go overs on that one. I, I like that some one a good, lot. Some good bets. Uh, so just yes and no because we've got almost no time. Uh, will Who will lead the Ravens in rushing yards? Uh, Latav- well, Lamar Jackson, but Latavius Murray would be the, the running back because they just signed him. I, I think I agree with you on, on being uh, Lamar Jackson. How many starting QBs will miss a start due to COVID? Kirk Cousins definitely will. Yes, at least one. <laughs> at least one. I'm going to say three total. Uh, yeah, three. I, I'd go with three. That sounds about right. How many rush yards will Saquon Barkley get? Over, under. Over, under. I think he goes for about a little over 900. I was going 800. Um, let's see. Um, all these other ones aren't really quick questions. Okay. Well, we are about five seconds out. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Had a great time and have a great weekend. Offensive.